0: Coming up this week, off-screen.
1: Ryan Gosling is the first man.
0: Nicholas Cage is all about Mandy.
1: We get made up.
0: Come under siege from MFKZ. We meet Smallfoot. And do some sinking.
1: All those to come and more, off-screen.
2: This is This is Off Screen. Off screen. the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen, the movie marker radio show and podcast. Ooh, welcome off screen I'm Bacala.
1: And I'm Kelly Needham.
0: So, thank you for joining me, Miss Needham.
1: Surprise! I
0: know! Like the, <laughs> I'm sure the masses are shocked. There's <laughs> All my
1: fans will be pleased.
0: Blogs, there's been listicles theorising who yeah, the, new, who the new for the most could be, and yeah, there's been some wild theories out there.
1: I know, nobody thought you could get me to come back, but... no.
0: I know, what but, am I? A martyr? Well, yeah, Louis Theroux turned us down, to be fair. I uh, did
1: have a word. Yeah, I did warn him. <laughs> Said you don't need it, Louis.
0: I figured you were sabotaging us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been through <laughs> it enough, Louis.
0: Exactly. So, um, before we get to the film news, the film reviews, all the usual fun, the box office top five, we mm-hmm. need some film news to start us off. What do you got for me? Go. Oh, I've
1: got a zinger.
0: Okay, what, is it a bazinga? What do you got? A
1: buzzinger After his untimely firing... James yeah. Gunn has decided to get his own back on Marvel, and he's now in negotiations to not only write Suicide Squad 2, but he may also direct
0: it. Okay, first of all, I absolutely believe if he's going to write it, he probably will wind up yeah, directing it. Yeah, like, I'd imagine.
1: I mean, if you're going to put your name against Suicide Squad 2, you're going to have to then babysit it till the end.
0: <laughs> also, I think we've established that you don't really want to just trust anyone in the DCEU to just do their best.
1: I'm really hoping that he kills Joker immediately.
0: Yeah that would that for me that would be the that would be the ideal <laughs> opening. It, it picks up immediately after yeah. the end after the end of Suicide Squad yeah. 1 and like on his way to the car part the Joker just trips down some stairs and dies.
1: Yeah, it's something really lame.
0: Yeah. Like he it's chokes like that. on a
1: piece of chewing gum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Jared oh, Leto has to overact it. One
1: of his fake teeth, one of his grill comes off and chokes him.
0: Perfect, love it. Love it. So Dun. I'm sold, I'm sold. You're
1: welcome, James Gunn. Have but, that one for free.
0: But of course, this is this is the whole thing, because he was, unti- like you say, he was untimely dismissed from uh, the Disney ranks, mm. pretty much at the behest of the alt-right, because of decade-old tweets, which basically sent the entire industry into a brief moment of panic, whilst everyone went back and deleted their old tweets. I know, right? Which was great, because I'm pretty sure Twitter's server ranks, like, upped their capacity by about 95% overnight. Yeah. Just because of all the tweets that <laughs> got Deleted. I, do, I feel but, bad uh, for him.
1: I think about the person I was ten years ago and think, yeah. like, that's embarrassing."
0: Exactly. You and I have known each other nearly twenty years. Neither of us is the same person do as when not we met.
1: Reveal my age. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. She's forty-six. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but that's not mean. like if you're going to do this kind of thing, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, that's beside the point. So Anywho. you know, Marvel, Marvel have been forced to let him go by Disney, effectively by the head of Disney, Bob Iger, mm. and he's he's obviously there was a period of time where he couldn't accept I think other work because they had to work out how to like pay him out of. You know, the, the Marvel Contracts universe. Contracts and stuff. Yeah. And obviously, he's still going to have to get royalties and things like that, so there's always going to be a tie to Disney in that sense. But, mm. you know, there had to be a period of time before he could find a job elsewhere, and that is what's happened. And, the, you know, there were rumours that he was going to go DC. There was always that rumour. Well,
1: that's rumor. obvious, isn't it?
0: But I sort of, I was with everyone else in just sort of assuming that it would wind up being Green Lantern. Ooh. Like, it would be Green Lantern Corps, because that's coming. Is it? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I say it's coming. It's coming in the way that all DCEU movies are coming. You know? uh, that in that of... way. In that way that you know, there's a Supergirl movie coming. There's a Cyborg movie coming. There's Ugh, a Flashpoint fucking. movie coming. <laughs> you know?
1: Cyborg? No, it's not even a character.
0: There's no demand for that movie.
1: Nobody wants that. I didn't even know who it was. And to be honest, even after watching Justice League, like, I still don't know who he is. Have
0: you not seen Teen Titans Go? Teen Titans Go! To the movies. That'd
1: be ridiculous.
0: Oh it's so much fun (laughs) You'd love it And and that is kind of The raw Sort of Unfiltered Fun version Of Mm. Cyborg I really enjoy that Yeah I'll take you Over for it Okay so uh, Either way But uh, I think James is going to Get in this Great thing I think he'll make Them a billion dollars Easily and it'll be the well, new Guardians it. of the it'll, Galaxy. It'll, he'll and... make it
1: into a decent film. Yeah. The first one, like I know it's terrible, but it is a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine.
0: I just realised we saw Suicide Squad together, we did. didn't we? We did. Oh, my God. We did. such fun. We did. We, we really did. <laughs> it
1: was so bad.
0: <laughs> it's those Mummy Returns special effects. I loved it. Oh. Like, I
1: hated it. I absolutely hated it, but I also loved it at the same time.
0: That, I, I'll be honest with you. I do wish that Venom was as bad as Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad was so bad you could have fun with how bad it was whereas like Venom was just kind of dull
1: do you know yeah. what, honestly, I've not seen Venom yet, mm. so I have to admit that. We've got
0: the top five to come yet, and I'm pretty sure it'll be number one, so...
1: Well, just your clip. Was it last week you reviewed it? Mm. The clip of Tom Hardy, his voice in it. I was <laughs> just like...
0: His Christopher Walken voice. What is that? It's Christopher Walken. I'm telling you, no one believes me. That is Christopher Walken. That's the voice he's doing.
1: It was It was awful.
0: It's, it's pretty bad. Um, the film gets silly enough that it just about works, though. Yeah. Okay. And the deep, creeping eddy voice that sort of venom puts on, which is apparently also Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah, sure. well,
0: yeah, it works. It works in it the same sense. way that Groot's Vin Diesel, I guess. Well, yeah. Did you know that Vin Diesel actually gets a proper script for that as well?
1: Oh, like it, oh yeah, it's like translated into what he's actually. It, it's saying, translated.
0: Right? It, he has the Groot translation, yeah. so he just has to so say. you can really yeah. put
1: that emotion into the. Well, I exactly am
0: because that's that's how I think of Vin Diesel as a truth thespian.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> but, uh, he's really method. <laughs>
0: Exactly. And, and I think we've all seen Riddick, and we know the height of his, uh, his thespian powers. So.
1: And his family.
0: <laughs> and his family. <laughs> With a B.
1: With a B. <laughs>
0: so, we'll plug the podcast edition. Yes. Um, because, get this, by the way, mm. from the time this goes out, we will finally be on Spotify.
1: What? It, the
0: deal finally came through We are on Spotify as Woo-hoo, of this week.
1: say what
0: I know So you, That's,
1: it's because yeah. they heard I was on it.
0: That's what it was. It was the start of your tenure that thought we got to kick this off somehow make <laughs> the deal happen. <laughs> Tanya this is this is Disney this is Disney and Fox all over again. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm very proud of you.
0: Well but, done. Uh, yeah, so Acast, iTunes. Well, not iTunes. Apple Podcasts now. Uh, TuneIn, Deezer apparently is, I think. Stitch is apparently a thing. If there's a podcast platform you can find, we're on it now. Awesome. Because we, we we don't exclude Spotify now. So, are you on we,
1: the YouTubes?
0: We're on the YouTubes. We have audiograms that are on the YouTubes, but they're on the mov- Movie Marker uh, YouTubes. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. So the parent company has those on this.
1: Well done on the YouTubes.
0: <laughs> so, uh, first review of the week. What have we got?
1: So, the first review, should we go with First Man?
0: First Man, is that the first review this week? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I can't oh, remember. no, it's
1: Mandy. Oh, it's Mandy, is what it Mandy? I okay, I thought, I
0: thought we were saying First Man for last. Okay, oh, so, I see. <laughs> I
1: see what you did there. <laughs> right.
0: So, Mandy is uh, the, I want to say the latest film, but actually the second film from, uh, I, I'm, I'm just trying to remember how to say, Panos Cosmatos. Who? <laughs> right, that's the... Is that a
1: character from Hercules?
0: Right. When I first heard his name, I'll be really honest, I thought of the episode of American Dad uh, in which Steve thinks he's gone to wizard school <laughs> and he's actually in a meth house and he runs around saying "lavate las manos to everyone.
1: We've all been but,
0: there. But uh, Panos Cosmatos, who directed uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, about, it feels like about ten years ago, but it might be less. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this... Is not someone. I mean, his his dad directed like Tombstone. This is a kid who has grown up in the film system. And he's one of those art, art, sort of art art house. Simon am type. And to be fair, he actually kind of really is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's made exactly two films, and it otherwise is credited solely as having worked for his dad on Tombstone, which okay. was which was 1993 when mm-hmm. we were both children.
1: <laughs> well, I certainly was.
0: Exactly. I was ten. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so when, the idea is, if he's made a film, odds are it must be up to something. And mm-hmm. I'm very happy to say it is. So this is the story, set in 1983, of a logger played by Nicolas Cage. He obviously has some sort of, traumatized, sort of trauma, traumatization, some sort of trauma in his past, some sort of horrific backstory.
1: I think that's and just and Nicolas Cage. That's
0: just Nicolas Cage, I know, I know. But in this version, he's a logger and he has a beard, though. So it's, oh, it's different. It's this Nicolas time. Cage in flannel shirt, and beard, right? Yeah, yeah, got
1: it, and got it. Uh, he's a logger. His, I love that. The
0: great love of his life, Mandy, hence oh, the Mandy. clever title, <laughs>
1: right? I and, get
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Um, is uh, she catches the eye of uh, she catches the eye of a, a local cult leader? As as you do, that who's, always. Happens. Who's played by Linus Roach, Batman's dad? Oggs. Um uh, who then sets his minions out? His minions, of course, being this sort of almost Iron Maiden album cover-like satanic biker gang who are also cannibals and fueled entirely by LSD mm-hmm. and he dispatches them to go and abduct Mandy and... Oh, and, and, and uh, Red, sorry, who's played by you know Nicolas Cage, and uh, to bring them to him. Um, at which point he then proceeds to execute Mandy in front of a restrained by barbed wire, I should say, Nicolas Cage. The result is, after this ensuing trauma, um, Mm -hmm. which would seem to be the second round of massive trauma in his life, Nicolas Cage then sets out for revenge. (gasps) Here Here is a clip of just that event that will set him out on that
2: bloodthirsty quest. You and that ugly little whore. You think you're so in love. I'll show you love. Lucy
1: huh? Neil.
0: So it's really dark and really creepy. And it, the thing is, when it, the minute it starts, mm-hmm. like, I think we're a little bit spoiled to you and I because we obviously we live in that couple of years post Stranger Things. So everything that can be done retro has kind of been done yeah. by the time you get to Stranger Things. However, even though this does immediately take you to something like Stranger Things, it is more rooted in you know, late 70s, early 80s death metal album covers. <laughs> you know, things like Iron Maiden artwork and things like really rooted in there. Uh-huh. Like if it was so sort of heavy metal, like that sort of animated rock anthology thing, kind of like that, but done with people. Right. It's insane. It's it's like a fever dream cooked up by Matt Stone and Trey Parker and fueled entirely by Metallica. It
1: sounds horrifying.
0: It really is. It's Badass but it's also of course you know it's period specific so it's very synth wave Mm. you know it's very heavy on the neon and the black and uh, now to be fair right, most of this film is more or less silent. I am aware the cats are sort of gathering around me. I think they're hunting. I think we should
1: probably explain that.
0: Yeah, we, there are cats around us. <laughs> there because are we're at cats ca- in the room. And they <laughs> seem to like the Strand from my Notebook, so I'll move that. Um, but, yeah, right. So here's the thing. It, it, it's, uh, it's very rooted in that period-specific thing, the synth wave, yeah. the, the pulsating energy. There's some almost fever dream-like vi- you know, visuals to it. It is really cool.
1: And does Nicolas Cage do the crazy Nicolas Cage voice? Right.
0: Here's the thing. Like I said, it is a largely silent film. Mm -hmm. If Nicolas Cage has five actual lines in this movie, I would be shocked.
1: What a waste.
0: And I'm including one of those lines, which is our Moment of Cage this week uh, for the podcast edition, um, which is pretty much just Nicolas Cage screaming psychotically for about 30 seconds. That sounds good. So yeah, it's not a talky piece, but it's really, really great. Andrea Riseborough is not in it much, for obvious narrative reasons, Mandy, as as I Mandy. Assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Linus Roach as this sort of David Tennant in the Fright Night remake kind of <laughs> performance, <laughs> this really sweaty, greasy, over the top rock god kind yeah. of cult leader. I dug it. I really dug it. I mean, I was briefly distracted by the idea at one point that we had the actor who played Joe Chill in Batman Begins sharing a scene with Linus Roach. I'm like, so Batman's dad is talking to Batman's dad's killer. Okay, that's weird.
1: Yeah, there's not Yay that many movies. people that will pick up on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love movies. It's nice to see. It's like when you see that meme of uh, J- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Heath Ledger at the cafeteria uh, counter in Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh, and it's bat- yeah. Joker and Robin went to high school together. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of those weird moments. Like, hey, come on, I get that. Yeah, but yeah, that? Mandy, it, there was hype. It did live up to it. It is not like a, a crowd pleaser. Okay. It, it's grisly and it's nasty it's very rooted in the grindhouse but sort of in that almost Wicker Man-esque kind of style of horror as well mm-hmm. like a really sort of I don't know cerebral 70s nasty horror
1: it's it's kind yeah. of where Nicolas Cage does his best work that kind of like yeah, it kind of, of is. Serious. It, really it really is, is. yeah. As opposed
0: to his ridiculous work. Well, I figure that that's kind of what he's doing at this point. Like, for a decade, he's not actually been trolling us, he's just been throwing out curveballs in the hopes that one of them lands, yeah. and when they do, it's basically this. Huh. In which case, I'm fine with that rock on cage, you know, but yeah. something. for him. Mandy, check that out. It is good. <laughs> with the latest film
2: news and reviews, this is off screen. The Movie Marker Radio Show and Podcast.
0: And of course, we've not actually uh, refreshed our reminder about the uh, the int- the idents thing. Yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah, so we, we play three. That's why I ask you to pick three numbers in advance. You pick three completely random idents ah. for this show. You don't get told what they are. I won't confirm them for you on mic. I might tell you later. But if anyone wants to tweet in, they can tweet at Movie Marker and just uh, name all three idents. Just put like hashtag off screen on it or something, and we will give one lucky winner a DVD. Which DVD? We don't know. It's going to be completely at random. It could be a rubbish DVD. It could be an amazing DVD. It could be Snowpiercer on DVD, if that ever gets released on DVD in this country. We don't know.
1: I it's,
0: like it. It's going to be, be a draw, but just job. I assume I can't enter. You, you can't enter, no, because no. You, know, you, you, have complete, you could literally stare over your shoulder and see what these things are. I wouldn't. But, uh, yeah, so, don't forget, there you go. So, what's the next <laughs> review we've got?
1: Uh, so the next review that we're going to go for, why don't we take a dive into, hmm, sink?
0: Sink. Okay, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've not got an awful lot to say on sink. <laughs> um, it is called sink uh, because I mean, it is a it's a British kitchen sink drama. That's that's oh, the the, the, the thing sink. to call it. It's, it's kind of a clever title. But not really.
1: Also annoying.
0: Yeah, also kind of, you you couldn't be bothered to cut the title. It is an 85 minute long, made on the relatively cheap uh, British drama. But the strange thing is, it has pedigree behind it. Mm -hmm. So when you get to the end of the film, for instance, there's some thanks on there. And there's some producers' names on there. And one of them is Alan Rickman. And he's a, he's a credited producer on it. And it's also then a sort of thanks to, uh, you know, uh, close ones who aren't with us anymore. And Alan Rickman is among them. So Alan Rickman had I a hand in getting is. this made. Okay. And I, I don't really... I, I can only imagine that had, had he, uh, you know, had he lived through the production of this, that he would have been involved maybe on screen. But mm. I d- to be honest with you, the calibre of the film that we're looking at is, is not something that you can imagine that working with.
1: Maybe that's why...
0: Maybe um, right. It is. It is the story of a middle-aged man who is made. He's unemployed. He's trying to find his way in the world, and it's it's pretty much that. That is the extent of it. It's not a great. There's a, a, an is he going to work in a criminal element kind of a plot for about mm. ten minutes. You know, he has a son who's a, you know a bit of a tearaway. It, it's a very. St- it's kind of a snapshot of a life for 24 hours. Mm. The thing is, it's it's a performance that doesn't particularly endear you. I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. It is Martin Herdman. Is It's just not a performance that particularly works for me. It always feels a bit too... Just a bit too wet for what it needs to be. Mm. There are some performances in there from tertiary tertiary performers, I suppose, who... They try to make an impression, I think, come off a bit too grandiose. They kill the kind of real world gritty kitchen sink aesthetic of it. Yeah. And ultimately, it, it does feel like you've, you've sat through 85 minutes that, to be honest, would feel subpar so for on ITV. Ooh, eesh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because there's some real dross on there. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. But,
0: yeah, I mean, it's not something I could really recommend. It's nothing I would watch again. A brief mention, I think, for Ian Hogg, who plays uh, uh, Martin Herdman's ailing father. Mm-hmm. There's a whole element about the about him, not about him and his care, the care he's being afforded, and now it's not working out for him. And it's aside from that one performance, which seems quite an easy marker when you've got a film this wildly differing in all its performances. That's a great performance, but the rest of them really aren't. I just. I- I'm struggling to understand the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That for me, that was the problem. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I, yeah, there you go. What? What have you got in the news for me? Just cheer me up somehow.
1: Um, I've got some uh, Mickey Pena.
0: Mickey Penya. Oh my god, I heard this. This is insane.
1: You're going to have to tell me more about it. because okay. I don't really understand, but he's um he's set to portray Mr. Rourke Yep. Who's from um Fantasy Island.
0: <laughs> from Fantasy Island. Right. Okay. I, now, I appreciate that obviously I I grew up in a different country from so I my childhood TV is a little bit different to yours. Yeah. Right. So my childhood TV is about a decade behind yours. Yes. So whereas, you know, you lived in the UK and you got like when you're growing up in the late in the eight, in the, I, I mean, then. I I mean, like the Saturday afternoon oh, okay. tea time TV. Oh, okay, okay. You know, you got things like you know Lois and Clark and things like that, fun stuff. Yeah, right. Okay, we got stuff like we got the the stuff that was a decade behind that. So like Knight Rider and you know <laughs> Street Hawk <laughs> and things like that. And Fantasy I'm so Island. Sorry, <laughs> Fantasy Island was one of them. I have a soft spot for Fantasy Island. Uh-huh. Fantasy Island was a TV series that read, that starred Ricardo Montalban. Uh- AKA Khan!
1: Ah, okay. Yes, so
0: Khan, he tasks me. Yeah, Khan. (laughs) From hell's heart, I stab at thee, Khan. Oh, enough. Enough, (laughs) enough. Yeah, sorry. I just, I love. It's a fantasy. (laughs) I I just, I I love Wrath of Khan. It is such a good movie. Yeah. It is hands down the best Star Trek movie. (laughs) Even Shatner is amazing in it. Anyway, back to Fantasy Island. Mm -hmm. So the whole gimmick was it was one of those great TV shows of the sort of 70s that had a sort of formula to it. Okay. A very sort of easy to mine a lot out of formula. You had an idyllic island somewhere in the ocean, like a, you know, well, fantasy island, you know. (laughs) And the idea was every week a plane would land or the boat would come up and couples would get off and they'd be the guest stars for that episode Um, and they would be the main characters. And the idea is Mr. Rourke, played by Mikado Montalban, would make their fantasies come true and the fantasies would tell a story that would relate to, you know, sort of inform them as a character. Right. And that's the episode for that week.
1: That sounds delightful.
0: Yes, quite. Do you think he'll be uh, a
1: good Mr. Rourke then?
0: Well, I, I think he could be. I mean, I think Michael Pena could be good at anything. Yeah, I, mean, true. I say that. I watched Ant Man and the Wasp again for oh, the first time on home I platforms this it. week, and
1: he is the best thing. He's
0: so great in those yeah. movies. Uh, I mean, so he's he's actually so great in Ant Man and the Wasp that I didn't even notice that at one point the guy threatening him is his partner on the Shield. Oh, and because he and Walton Goggins were partners were they? on the Shield. Yeah, I'm sure oh. he it at some point, but. Yeah, they, and I was like, I didn't even notice this. The first too
1: distracted time. by his. I'm, I'm distracted. Yeah. speaking.
0: But also, you look at how easily Michael Pena fits into things like The Martian, for instance, and, yeah. and End of Watch. Is that... And he was
1: even in that god awful Wrinkle of Time film.
0: Oh no, not Wrinkling Time.
1: But he was like too alright in it. I mean, you
0: know. Yeah, it was a low bar. I mean, everyone it was, was in, everyone bar. was in a different movie. But he was a and then there was rhubarb. a flying rhubarb I mean yes. okay. yeah it was great but yeah so but yeah, Michael is going gonna Michael is going gonna play the Ricardo Montalban role in, mm. uh, in a, that's very strange actually I hadn't considered that they're both uh, Hispanic actors so I don't know.
1: maybe that What's was intentional
0: someone remade they remade uh, Fantasy Island very briefly in the late 90s and I can't remember the life of me who played Mr. Rourke I'm gonna look that up at some point
1: yeah Okay.
0: But it didn't last very long, got completely cancelled.
1: Well, unfortunately there's no release date for this fantasy island, so ah, you're wow. gonna have to wait.
0: So is it the top 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 five next? Is that what we're on to next? I think it is. I think it is. Okay, right, let's get that going. Number five.
1: It's night school.
0: Oh, you, you said you haven't been to the, the, the cinema lately. No, right. I still oh. haven't
1: seen this. The, I this, really want
0: the, to. Yeah, this strikes me as something you'd enjoy. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy it on the same level Cal- as Calvin and I did, which was I'll go in, I'll laugh for like 105 minutes, and then kind I'll. Kind of forget about it. I'll forget about it on the way home. Yeah. And when someone says on Monday, what did you do at the weekend? I don't know, I saw that Kevin Hart movie. It was all right all right <laughs> you know?
1: i like them it's like central intelligence i like a kind of movie where you can put it on the background mm. you can fall asleep to it but if you do happen to stay awake, it's kind of entertaining.
0: Having said that, though, the film is novel in that it does have things to say about things like learning difficulties in a way mm-hmm. that I hadn't really encountered in a mainstream Hollywood comedy before. Mm-hmm. In a very strange way that you wouldn't think still happened in 2018. But there you go. Um, There's I do... a lot
1: of things happening in 2018 you wouldn't think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, to be fair. Um, so, has anybody tweeted us?
1: They have indeed. Uh, Mary Gonzalez. So, at Mary gonza 24 Oh, excuse me. Uh, She says, Saw hashtag night school tonight. Laughed through the whole thing. Great movie. Hashtag Kevin Hart. Hashtag Tiffany Haddish. Number four. The house with a clock in its walls.
0: I really liked this. I'm not going to lie. I really did like this. And... I think because when you put Jack Black in a sort of supernaturally horror movie, I immediately go to a Goosebumps place in my head. Yeah. And I love Goosebumps. And Goosebumps 2 is out, like, in in a week's time. And I I can't wait to see it. Is he in it? Um, This is the thing. Apparently, it was meant to be a surprise that he is in it. And then they put it in one of their TV spots. Oh. But it's meant to be a, a sort of surprise that he's in it. And
1: surprise.
0: Yeah, I mean I kind of know I know that the play action <clears throat> the action is set in RL Stein's hometown. Right. So yeah. Anyway, um
1: House of the, the, the Wall. House of
0: the, the Wall is very fun, and it has Jack Black in full goosebumps mode, and it has Kate Blanchett in almost hella mode. Excellent. Yeah, and it has just this fun, almost fantastic beastie, but actually enjoyable sort of a you know fantasy fun element. There's a little bit of Amblin in there. There's a great garden sequence, loads of magic that kind of. I'd be honest, I thought was absolutely stunning. Had a great time with it. I'd be honest, I would watch this again when it comes out on home platforms. I'm sure I will or now TV whatever it is so has anybody tweeted Um, do they agree with me disagree with me whatever
1: Uh, Mitchell O'Brien has something to say at OB homie
0: does he now
1: he does he says hashtag house for the clock because he's too cool to do the whole thing no that
0: is the official hashtag that actually is
1: well go fool me hashtag house for the clock you made a scary movie for October and then marketed it like it was a Harry Potter movie or something at Eli Roth I dig what you were going for
0: I do as well. There you fair. go. Number three.
1: I was expecting some sort of music accompaniment there. But,
0: um, <laughs> sorry about that? that. A Star is Born. Uh, do you know what? We, we really should, but I've just been very busy this week. Um, Lazy. Like, A Star is Born, I, I, against all odds, I thought was tremendous. Yeah, I really did, and I'm, I, I, it's
1: not nauseating because it kind of looks nauseating. It looked
0: like That's it. It looks nauseating, doesn't it? It looks like yeah. pa- you watch that train, you think, "Pass me the book.
1: Yes. Good
0: lord! Right. There's also the fact that it's a remake of A Star Is Born. Nobody cares about the remake idea of a remake 24. of A Star Is Born. You know, yeah, it's, you know, exactly like, like well, there's like what any other version of this like mm-hmm. all right we skip the 90s once and then the, the best fact- one
1: ever was glitter let's be honest
0: <laughs> My favorite version was Begin Again actually <laughs>
1: but- I knew- say that yeah, I love beginning really anyway, love
0: it. but there's also the fact as well that he was so praised I think mm. coming up to getting shown in the UK to critics that he'd been mm. in so many festivals there were so many glowing reviews this is going to be the Oscar thing this year and oh my god star making turn for you know someone who's already a star yeah. and career best for Bradley Cooper And you sort of think, oh, good Lord, this is going to be terrible, isn't it? Yeah. This is is going to be one of those where it's it's just boring, and I come out of it questioning whether I want to be a film critic anymore.
1: I think also Lady Gaga is, she's so pretentious.
0: No, no, that's the thing. Right. Again, I had exactly, that's my opinion pre A Star Is Born. Yeah. Right, I go in, I sit in the movie, and... Uh, from the literally the minute she appears, yeah, the second she turns up on screen, immediately everything you think about Lady Gaga, you just forget. You, well, not that you forget, you still got it, but you don't mm. attribute it to that person. That person on screen, whole different. Like she just oozes a completely different persona. Yeah, She's right. terrific in it. Bradley Cooper. I, I've, I've got to say he's he's tremendous, and I, I hate myself for having to say that.
1: Why like. he's great? Oh, I, I love him.
0: There's something about Bradley Cooper that I just don't get, and I think it's the fact that he was trolling us for a decade before he figured out that he was a brilliant actor.
1: Ah, uh, trying to do the com the comedy, yeah.
0: It's when Will Tippin from Alias stars in Kitchen Confidential and then leads the Hangover Trilogy <laughs> that I start to question whether or not this is someone who's a serious actor. And then, of course, he turns out to be an absolutely brilliant actor and I'm convinced he was just goofing off in his 20s or something. Yeah. But in fairness, I'm a big Alias fan. so And I like Kitchen Confidential, which, if you've never seen it, is a fictionalised account of the life of Anthony Bourdain starring Bradley Cooper. Well, thank you. There you go. It, it, you'll enjoy it, actually. It's it's not half bad. Sure, okay. Anyway, so Star is Born, I I really went with it. I was moved by it. I was moved to literal tears by uh-huh. it. Um, I loved the music. There is a snap cut in this movie that will absolutely destroy you mm. to your core. And I defy anyone to live through that and not feel something. Um, Challenge accepted. It, it's really, really great. Mm-hmm. So, I take it there's a tweet that probably agrees with me.
1: I don't know. Shall we see? <laughs> Let's see. So Misty Blevins, I love this uh, Twitter handle, and Twitter handle is at mockamisty. Nice. I want a Misty. Uh She says, I just saw hashtag A Star Is Born, and I cried the whole way home, and even got lost A Mr. Street I Turn On. I immediately downloaded the soundtrack. Ali and Jack's connection was so beautiful.
2: Number two. Johnny English. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see it, man. Eh?
0: I really didn't. Is that serious? I didn't get to see this. Is that a thing? Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Right. Where the hell was the demand for a Johnny English 3?
1: There was a Johnny English 2.
0: Exactly. This (laughs) is the thing. It's one of those that has clearly sold very, very well overseas. Like this is this is sold in international territory. because obviously so much of the humour is Rowan Atkinson being all physical, isn't it? You know, so you can kind of dub that into any language, and the physical comedy ultimately becomes still the selling point.
2: But
1: we are in two thousand and eighteen.
0: Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Mm. Rowan Atkinson is recognised around the world and has been for like forty years now as just an icon of British comedy. It's just this, he is British comedy it's like, you go to the Middle East and show anyone a picture of Rowan Atkinson, they'll immediately say Mr Bean.
1: Yeah, but we've already discussed they're ten years behind
0: <laughs> Well, yes, exactly. Apparently it's about four now, I'm i told
1: Oh yeah, they yeah. had that quick catch-up period <laughs> didn't they, in the 90s. There's like half of the 90s that don't exist There's in the Middle East There's
0: half of the 90s that don't exist, specifically <laughs> in the state of Kuwait, that half of the 90s don't exist because of a leap in technology It's very true. But Oh no, sorry no, it was Egypt. Egypt, not Kuwait, oh, not Kuwait okay was egypt where uh i think it's about 1989 <laughs> about, no it's 94 to 98 which uh-huh. equates to i think about 89 to 93 don't exist in egyptian pop culture yeah true that their their import of western culture is missing those years because of a leap in technology there are worse years to miss yeah. so um what it means they missed out on like true lies and speed and baby stay out <laughs> i'm so sorry Okay, what was number two again? It was Johnny English. I haven't seen Johnny it. Johnny English 3. Has, has someone tweeted who's seen it?
1: A famous person has. Have they? Jean-Ralphio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Twitter
1: handles at the family emo. Nice. Go figure. Uh, it says I work in a cinema and 13 people paying 25 pounds each to see Johnny English 3 on its first showing opening day in the gallery section on a Friday at 2pm is absolutely the most Brexit thing to happen since Brexit
0: that is brilliant number
2: one
1: is that a good voice I don't know uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Shall I try that again? Think about <clears throat>
0: we are venom. Venom. Is that better? <laughs> okay, when you do it, you got like May Whitman in the Duff. But <laughs> monster need help.
1: I was thinking more at House Bunny, as you know. I love. That. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> which I got to rewatch recently, and he's still brilliant. By the it way, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see, Venom. Right. I, I don't want to wax the lyrical about because I, I, I'm told I talk about it too much. Um,
1: Close it down, Van. It's
0: not very good. It's not very good at all. It's not a very good movie at all. It is vaguely amusing at times because of the schizophrenic nature of the Tom Hardy-Venom relationship. Other than that, it feels like something that's been flown in from about 98. Mm -hmm. So you could absolutely have released this in 1998 and it would have been the same movie. Yeah. Like this, this has not evolved at all this is, there's no sense of evolution to this this does not exist in a 2018 marketplace in its own head it really doesn't at all um, it is so ramshackly put together it is just dreadful it has been hacked to ribbons but the worst part of all of this is to actually sit and watch Venom isn't particularly terrible right as in the film itself is not bad enough it's not catwoman bad so you mm. can't genuinely enjoy hating it like in- suicide squad exactly instead what you're presented are basically the most bare bones this'll do versions of things like you know, this'll do there's a camera point at it like justice league no, 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 no. just League <laughs> is still worse than this. But only... I
1: just needed to get the bar here. I'm, I'm throwing things out just so I can kind of. This judge. is
0: Electra bad. How about that? Ugh. Yeah, this is a bad. In fact, no, no, this is Green Lantern bad. That's exactly how bad oh, this okay. is. Green Lantern. I Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern yeah, bad. Yeah. It's bad, but it's not so bad you can mock it. Yeah, and that's the really, really it's, annoying it's the part. The bad
1: that just makes you sad.
0: Exactly. That. I couldn't say it any better. Hmm. So has anybody tweeted us?
1: Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> XOX at Problems. Okay. Two S's on Problems. So,
0: that was th- a long S for a two S's.
1: I was just trying, you know. Okay,
2: dramatic. Venom, right? dramatic, dramatic, dramatic right? whatever. Cool, cool.
1: Prepare yourself for this. This Go one on. is, a, is a long one. Okay. <clears throat> Strap in. Non-horny people don't deserve Venom.
0: OK, as, as opinions go, but, but... OK, it's one. It's an opinion.
2: With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. The Movie Marker radio show and podcast.
1: Ah, huh, that was lovely.
0: <laughs> yes, that is, uh, of course, one of the items you have randomly selected. Don't forget, tweet at Movie Marker name all three of our ident themes, uh, put hashtag offscreen on there, and uh, win a DVD. Can't promise it's a good one. Can't promise it's anything to do with the identity that you will have identified. But uh, it, it'll it'll be a film on a disc.
1: I enjoy that. Uh, yeah. It's the kind of thing as well that when you get it, you can either pick, I'm going to give this someone I hate for Christmas, <laughs> or I'm going to give it someone I like. And I like that.
0: Yeah, but to be fair, I usually give you like the DVDs yeah, for I Christmas get that, that yeah, I, yeah. I hate. yeah i know but i'm and, aware yeah that, uh, that's why you have to I read- have
1: two copies of suicide squad i was squad just the- gonna <laughs> say you actually have
0: two copies of suicide squad okay so what we're reviewing next-
1: <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna review i have just realizing how often i've mentioned suicide squad in this podcast it's a big thing i apologize Quay. yeah uh mfkz
0: oh my god mfkz okay right <laughs>
1: i really want to sing that in like the american kind of MFKZ. Oh right,
0: okay. Is that um,
1: right?
0: No. MFKZ is not actually its title. MFKZ oh. is a title. It has been assigned for the UK. Now I'm not going to read this title out mm-hmm. on air for obvious reasons, but I'm going to show you on my phone screen so you can see exactly <laughs> the issue I'm having. <laughs> yeah, I, you don't want to. Yeah. Okay. So this is based on apparently a series of comic books from a couple of years ago. Right. It's um, it's the story of Angela Lino, a.k.a. Lino, who's a... How did they come up with it? Yeah, who seems to exist in a world of anthropomorphic human beings, but he himself is Anthem. a just regular-shaped regular, regular okay, shaped human okay. beings. He, however, is a sort of a, a, a comic book-looking figure who's about half the size, very large, enormous head, uh, oh, he's cute. almost spiderback they There is recently kind of cute about it, but as you can see from the image i 'm showing you what they 've done is they 've incorporated the big selling point is the artwork of its comic source yeah so it 's very it 's a fusion of an almost uh, training day ghetto style l a mm. like a south central gangland right. style aesthetic, but fused with anime fused with yeah. you know or fused with the with comics of of um of Eastern origin, yeah, and specifically uh, Japanese influence as well. Mm-hmm. And the result is, to be honest with you, really great to look at. It's really, really great. However, the film is not very, very good to sit through. Oh man! And it's got it's got a mental cast. Like when you like, I'm going to read out some names to you. This this mm. is insane. And bear in mind, I'm reading this off my IMDb, so it's entirely possible they haven't put the dub. Uh, voice in this. No, they have... I don't think they have. Okay, it's right down the bottom of the list, isn't it? Okay, right. So, Michael Chiklis. Oh! Vic Mackey from The Shield. He's in the this. The big bald guy. Exactly. The thing. <laughs> the thing, exactly. Giancarlo Esposito. Who's that? Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Oh. I think he's the actual. He's the he's the villain of the piece. There's uh, loads of like little voices through this. The Rissa, for instance, (laughs) of
2: course, (laughs) because yeah, a
0: movie can only be yeah. And and of course, you know the big name. I think they they go forward with this one. He seems to be the sort of star cameo in it. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Danny Trejo.
1: <laughs> Excellent, well,
0: because everything's With more. With a
1: title country. like that, and guys, you've got to look it up. Yeah, of course he's in. Look, it.
0: look up the title on IMDb. Just type MFKZ yeah. into IMDb, MFKZ, whatever, <laughs> and just look at what this movie's actually called. And that's why they won't put that on film posters in this country. But uh, what country can they put that? on? I have no idea. Mm. Not a clue. Knows. The thing is, it, it is just a very generic mm. uh, superhero vigilante kind of a movie. Even within that relatively limited subgenre, mm-hmm. and I say limited, bearing in mind that we have movies that literally changed the film industry in there, but even within that relatively smaller sphere that it's occupying, mm-hmm. it still manages to feel small scale, very amateur, and not particularly well sketched out. The world is not particularly investable, even though it's great to witness. Mm. But it just, it will not grab you at all. I mean, it's one for the absolute, one for fans of the comic, obviously. I'm going to assume we're going to lap this up anyway. But it is one for animation, uh, uh, you know, aficionados more than anyone else. So
1: There you go. Yeah. So, uh, quick piece of film news. Sure. Um, It's a really upsetting one for for many people out there, I'm sure. But uh, the producer of 007, Mm -hmm. that's Bond to you and I. (laughs) has categorically ruled out that Bond will become a woman.
0: Right, Okay. Well, since he's a human being and not a Time Lord, that makes complete sense. Exactly.
1: Uh, This really bugs me. I'm like, why would we need a female James Bond? What are you going to do? you Are going to call her Jane Bond? Well, then it's a different character. First of all,
0: Jane Bond does exist.
1: No, I know. You know what? I'm making a point here.
0: So am I. Jane Bond does exist. And there is a series of successful erotic films based around this concept. Her spy car is a Mazda MX-5. Damn it. I mean, this is a series made for quality. <laughs> anyway, no, you
1: know what I mean. Like, the Doctor's the Doctor at yeah, the yeah, yeah. time, I'm Lord of James yeah. Bond is a man. Like, leave it. It's cool. Yeah,
0: the, I, like, you know, you can, make the, you can make the case for changing the race of a character, I get like that. I get that, yeah, once, I mean, you start, that doesn't matter. once you start flipping the gender of a regular everyday human character...
1: That doesn't need...
0: Within an ongoing series yeah. where it's not its own thing, then it becomes a different thing. Like, yeah. I mean, there are people who flipped, out, and people who flipped out when they heard about Ruby Rose being Batwoman. And they thought they, oh, were, they thought they gender-flipped Batman. They just didn't know that a Batwoman existed.
1: Have they never seen Batman and Robin?
0: <laughs> and that's Batgirl, actually.
1: Ah same and That's diff. Batgirl, different character. Same different. Batgirl and
0: Batwoman are different different characters.
1: Both have nipples on their Batsuits, I'm
0: sure. Well, I mean, according to animated lore now, uh Batgirl is the only one he's had sex with, so there you go. Yeah, in an animated tale that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so let's Moving talk on. about uh, let's talk about Chantate movie.
1: Chantate Chantate
0: only this is less Chantetum and more Chantate I
1: really what? thought you were going to say Chanté toes.
0: <laughs> 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 right. Did you see Storks? Uh, was it last year? Yes, did I you did. Ever right. What did you think of Storks?
1: I thought it was really dull.
0: Really? Okay. Was it by any chance because it was needlessly convoluted and there was a whole world building thing that didn't make any sense that you had to get through in five minutes flat to then go on an adventure that really didn't need it in the first place?
1: Yeah, that's precisely it.
0: Well, welcome to Smallfoot, because that's kind of the same thing from the same studio and built to the same calibre. Same calibre of animation, same calibre of cast. Here you've got a cast that includes Channing Tatum, a cast that includes Zendaya, and of course, for me personally, I mean, one of my favourite points in anything, Danny DeVito, Love your work. Um, <laughs> and, oh my God, it's Right, so this is the story of Migo, who is a yeti uh, who lives up in the mountains with his in his village is his small community of yeti. Mm. Even though they're called Yetis at some point, yeti would still be the plural, but never mind. Um, right. don't, don't, don't move. And the Yeti have this uh, this sort of fundamental belief they are alone in the universe. They exist on a floating island in the sky. There is nothing beneath them. Uh-huh. Right. This, it's, this uh, is something to do with some sort of mythology they have about banging gongs, oriental gongs that they have on there. And there is a societal idea of never questioning any of the mythology, never questioning any of the history. And of course, Migo voiced by Channing Tatum, who really wants to grow up and follow in his father's footsteps and become the next gong ringer, spots what appears to be a small foot. <gasps> so, like a big foot, but for yetis. Right, do you get it? Do you get that? Oh. That's the song. Right, it took me 20 minutes of this movie to work that out. Right. Are you being so, serious? No, no. Humans have Bigfoot. Yeah. So what would Bigfoot have? Even a though small foot. a small foot, exactly. Same thing. Right. He's, he gets separated from uh, he and his his group of small foot believers. <laughs> right. Because get yeah, we're going topical with this. Uh, get isolated, they encounter a small foot, they have to bring the small foot back to the tribe and prove that all of their mythology is nonsense. By the way, did I mention the small foot? who happens to be a sort of investigative journalist slash YouTube vlogger...
1: Oh, how modern. Right,
0: investigates cases of the unexplained, is working in a struggling relationship with his uh, his parent's studio, needs mm-hmm. his next big hit... Andy's voiced by James Corden. Here is a clip. There should be enough rope. Should be.
2: We don't know exactly how far down it is. It's also all the rope we have. <laughs> okay, if we're gonna do this, we gotta do it fast. Gwangi, tell him the plan. Oh boy, listen up. Oh. Oh. Pull once to go lower. Twice to stay put. Three times to come up. Uh, four pulls means you've reached the bottom and it's safe for us to come down. Wait, what? What was the second one? Look, it doesn't really matter. Ah! Your safe word is mystical creature. That's more of a phrase, really. Out of here.
0: Uh-oh. I'm guessing that didn't particularly grab you.
1: I'm I sorry, mean, I was just napping.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the first thing that really stood, stuck out to me, and I forgot, I'm sorry for sorry I didn't lead with this is uh, this is a musical. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. Because really I've seen the trailer and that...
0: What? It's like a musical. He's begins, begins a full-blown musical number, I think. What? <laughs> well, why else would you cast Johnny Tatum? Think about it. He
1: doesn't sing, does he? He does. Does he?
0: Yes, he does. I um, thought he
1: was more for his <sighs> physicality.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. No. I'm going through my notes on this and... I can see that it's, all
1: work and no play. Yeah, like van- <laughs> right.
0: The only novel thing that I managed to note with this film is that there is there's a communication barrier put in between the Yeti and the humans. So, for instance, human beings are speaking to the Yeti, and the Yeti yeah. and just hear its fuzzy noise, and vice ah, versa. Got and they it. play this gag, right? Yeah, yeah. You think, oh, okay, that's vaguely novel, and you go with it for a couple of minutes, and then you remember, oh, hang on a minute, though. Pixar phoned it in with the good dinosaur, and they still did this better. Yeah, yeah, and uh,
1: sorry about
2: that.
0: Yeah, the problem is it's not the film's just not amusing enough to Mm. pull it off. It's in fact Storks might be uh, might be doing it a a bit too much of a favour in terms of world building exposition. This is probably closer to the Boss Baby. You know, in terms of that, just that nonsense level of convolution, I've taken more to get to what is basically a talking baby movie. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. And I just couldn't get to grips with it. I came away from the end of it thinking this wasn't fun. It wasn't particularly inventive to look at. I, mean, I understand why it's got the cast that it has, because mm. you never know which one of these things is going to be the next Ice Age. And, That's you know, true. and it's going to be shown on TV every Sunday until the end of time. And you are living off residual checks, even on your cheapest week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, any actor would take one of these. products like, it makes complete sense. Like, Shane Tatum, I've no doubt thought, well, this could be the next Ice Age. Yeah. I'm in. Cool. I want to be on board with that. Absolutely fine. Understand I can see
1: that. it's it's got you know potential in terms of toys and yeah. all that kind of. The business. problem
0: is that you can't get past the fact that this on a script level this simply doesn't flow.
1: What kind of age range do we think this is aiming at? In terms I of kids? would
0: I would presume it's trying to go for like a six year old, but in actuality it's convoluted enough that it would take an eight or nine year old. To, to really get it. to really get into mm. it,
1: but that's you know, a strange time of year to yeah, bring this
0: out. But well, it's nearly winter, so uh, I'm it's, sure. It's that. <laughs> that I guess. I guess. But uh, that's your child's pick for the week. So uh, yeah, Smallfoot. I I didn't rate it. You you might give it a try. With the
2: latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. The Movie Marker Radio Show and Podcast, and
0: we're back, Ms. Needham. So, don't forget at Movie Marker if you can identify all three of our ident themes for this week and every week. Uh, just put, just identify them all and just put a hashtag off screen on the end, and uh, <clears throat> win a DVD win the dvd i mean we'll randomize it we'll like we'll print them all off put them on a dartboard and throw a dart at the board but you know that that's how we choose the winner because we're very I scientific was,
1: i was imagining that you would just have a pile of dvds like you know like scrooge mcduck in like a <laughs> vault where you just kind of dive in and then you come out with one in your hand do
0: you know that happens every couple of years that happens to my office my office <laughs> my home becomes like that and what happens is whenever we throw christmas parties and things
1: yeah and then we, i get
0: all the yeah we, whenever we have like christmas parties and things we just let everyone loose in my office, and tell them to take what Freedom. they want. That's actually what happens. It's a great, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of our <laughs> festive, festive gift to all of our peeps. I love um, it. Uh, Yeah. Very nice. So uh, let's talk about the biggest release of this week. Then, I think hands down. I mean, also in terms of actual scale, it's the biggest film of this week. Mm-hmm. So this is highly anticipated. It comes with a wave of acclaim and. A couple of minor pieces of non-acclaim. But, uh, mm. so this is the latest from Damien Chazelle, the director of Whiplash, and of course, La La Land. You know that movie that almost won Best Picture? Uh, oh, it's too soon. Oh, too soon, yes. Um, so, First Man, it is, it is Damien Chazelle's take on the moon landing. Not so much just on the moon landing, but... On the journey of Neil Armstrong from grieving father to participant in the space program during the height of the space race mm-hmm. and the quest to put the first man, hence the clever title, um. on the moon. So, Chazelle's directing, Ryan Gosling is your Neil Armstrong. You've got Claire Foy as Janet Armstrong. You've got Corey Stoll, my boy, as Buzz Aldrin, although weirdly bold for Buzz Aldrin. Is he not bold? Buzz Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin, you know he's still around. He's, he's... I thought he was bald. No, Buzz Aldrin has a full head of hair. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. In fact, did he pass recently, Buzz Aldrin? No, does sure. he? He no. had a full. But in the most recent picture I've seen of Buzz Aldrin, he has a full head of hair. Okay, like a Burt Ward level. Of hair. Well, maybe like Burt only Ward seen in the sixties had a hair. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's the story. It is. It is the story to put the first man on the moon. Here is a clip. I
2: don't know what. Space exploration will uncover, but I don't think it'll be exploration just for the sake of exploration. I think it'll be more the fact that it allows us to see things that maybe we should have seen a long time ago, but just haven't been able to until now. Does anyone have anything else? Yeah. Neil, I was sorry to hear about your daughter. I'm sorry, is there a question?
0: Right. You you hear how low energy it is? Right. I mean, it's not, you know, uh, uh, Josh Trank, Fantastic Four, low energy. It's not coma How
1: dare you mention that in my
2: presence?
0: (laughs) Um, It it is, though, really, really low energy. And what they've gone for is this idea of we are going to make this as straight to the point, as just factual, as just straight-faced as we feasibly can mm. nobody in this tale has a sense of humour that's yeah. not happening although that's not strictly true because Corey Stoll who incidentally is the most fun you can have in this movie with his like 12 lines of dialogue mm. yeah he, he vaguely has a sense of humour but that's only because he's choosing seemingly cast and you know uh, tasked with the uh, playing Buzz Aldrin as this well, kind of an ae-hole actually yeah. <laughs> I mean Corey Stoll can absolutely pull it off because he's absolutely brilliant um, and Ryan Gosling can pull off you know pretty much every aspect of the character. The only problem is the script, the writing of it, simply don't afford any of the characters depicted therein to really be in any way particularly investable or, or interesting. Well interesting's not the wrong not, not the right word, because obviously they are interesting. Yeah. You know, it's Neil and Janet Armstrong. Claire Foy, for instance, in this movie, amounts to nothing more than a pasty face and a quivering lip. Oof. Yeah. And and I say that as someone, I really I really enjoyed her performance in Unsane. Is it Unsane? Unsane. Uh, yeah. Unsane a couple of months ago. I've never seen The Crown. I, I don't particularly know Claire Foy as an actress no. and it I, I did I, I did sit through Unsane thinking, okay, this is this is an interesting actress. This is the chick who's in the crown? Okay. I, I might give that a try at some point. I think I saw a trailer and decided uh yeah, I'm, I'm really not going for that. Yeah,
1: not my cup of tea.
0: When you see her in this, you sit there and think Oh, good Lord, please tell me we've not got another Kerry Mulligan on our hands. This is just going to be baseline depression for the next decade of performances. And this is one of those roles that does make you think, please don't let this be the case.
1: How long is this film?
0: Oh, it's it's a long one. It, it, I mean, it does push the two-hour mark. It, uh, when it goes for the nuts and bolts of the NASA story, yeah, it is really, really good. It, okay. is, unma- it is superbly made. You've never seen an IMAX film, actually, feel this claustrophobic. Mm. Think of it as a reverse gravity. Yeah. You know, the IMAX stuff in here, when when, when they are men strapped inside a tin can...
1: Yeah.
0: ...basically having rocket fuel ignited beneath them and just being shot at the moon... Yeah. ...and they're just clinging for dear life and they do not know if they are going to live or die. This movie is second to none. It is terrific. It manages to surpass... Even Apollo 13, which for me is the definitive space movie,
1: Yeah, high praise.
0: Yeah. This manages to surpass even Apollo 13. It is tremendous. Ron Howard should look upon this film and weep with joy. Right? The only problem is, whenever anybody involved in this movie is required to behave in any way like a human being, they don't in any way get there. That's
1: so weird.
0: It is bizarre. It is just staggering to me.
1: You've got to assume that the, that's really intentional.
0: I know that he I, there's an almost Christopher Nolan idea of, to the point, be factual. The only problem is Christopher Nolan wrote more convincing human beings than this. <laughs> it simply doesn't work at all. Nobody in this film resembles a human being. Gosling's great. Claire Foy is just there to stand in the corner, look pasty and look, quiver a lip. And Corey Stoll's having some fun. Hmm. That's it.
1: Is it going to win Oscars?
0: Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, if anything, this will get technical achievements. Absolutely, this will get technical Because technically, it is a fantastic film. Sure. And as a procedural film, as a procedural drama, it is a genuinely terrific film.
1: So what kind of movie guy is going to enjoy this, then?
0: <sighs> really, really dull people. <laughs> or just NASA nerds. NASA nerds I mean I'm, like, and I like there's
1: thousands of them out there there are, yeah, you say
0: that you say They're that probably are. my my friend Nigel who runs the the Knesslin in Sheffield he runs those uh, something astronomical evenings and out in to fact Nigel. he brought uh, I think it was Gene Coon to uh, to Sheffield the last man to walk on the moon he brought him to Sheffield for a so spring. you
1: say we all know it's behind a curtain, in a TV studio. <laughs>
0: People keep asking. The flags by the way. Don't move. People satirically ask on like Facebook who plays Kubrick then? <laughs> and I, I've always replied with Raid Sabagia. <laughs> and if anyone gets that joke, good for you. But uh, yeah No
1: one ever gets your jokes. No,
0: no, one ever gets like a Raid Sabagia reference. <laughs> What's wrong with this world? <laughs> That, or Keith Sarabashka also a great actor and starred in The Dark Knight Christopher Nolan movie so there we go full circle so film of the week um, well go <laughs> on then hit us with it right film of the week I'm giving it to Mandy Mandy's bonkers I loved it and also do you know what I didn't mention when we reviewed Mandy Right, right is that there is, <laughs> there is there's like an animated marketing mascot in the movie is there yeah uh, like an I'll buy that for a dollar kind of a character. You know, in, in oh, Robocop, okay. how they have I'll buy that for a dollar? Kind yeah, of like yeah. a marketing character, like that. That character is created by Ka- none other than Casper Kelly. Oh. Right. Awesome. Casper Kelly, of course, is the creator of this masterpiece.
2: Too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll watch Casper Kelly forever. Like, any of his work, put it in front of me. I will give it any time of day, because Too Many Cooks is amazing. So, um, yeah, Mandy, absolutely brilliant Let's movie. That's all go see it. Yeah, go and see it. It is a terrific Nicolas Cage movie. Although, it's not a crowd-pleaser, so expect something really nasty, very late 70s, early 80s, something like that. Just expect an Iron Maiden album something cover. Something
1: really nasty late it, 80s. It, Sounds like you. It's got a chainsaw
0: fight in it. Oh, I'm in, then. I mean... It's just got a tiger in it for no reason. The tiger doesn't do anything. Tiger,
1: chainsaw, Nicolas Cage. What exactly. more could anybody a, want? And
0: big axe. And really, a big axe. Really, really, really big double ended axe. And cannibals. and cannibals. And cannibals. LSD cannibals.
1: LSD. So I yeah. like Come on.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so go see Mandy. Mandy is fun. Uh, so, next week, we're going to see what we've got next week. Um, oh, Goosebumps 2 is next week.
1: Of course.
0: Uh, was it Haunted Halloween?
1: Something, Something like, like that.
0: that. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that could be, it could be all right.
1: Could be fun. To be honest, I think it's going to be lame. But you know, uh,
0: well, yeah, because exactly. of the first
1: one, we'll all give it a shot.
0: And well, very rare we get a documentary sequel. Mm-hmm. So uh, oh, yeah. Next week we have the sequel to Fahrenheit 9/11. Next week,
1: which the is appropriately cold.
0: titled. Fahrenheit 11.9 you're joking me not even kidding that is actually out next week okay Gerard Butler and Gary Oldman (gasps) will team up for the submarine thriller Hunter Killer next week not not a fan of a submarine thriller a sweaty men in a steel tube doesn't do it for
1: you
0: no no you ever
1: see that one with Bon Jovi in it
0: U571 in which yeah. the Americans uh, solved World War 2 in the Enigma code. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Funny story, uh, after coming to this back into this country for the first time in 6 months, that was the first movie I went and saw. I'm sorry. I followed that up with the uh, Melissa Joan Hart comedy, Drive Me Crazy. It was a better movie. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, next week we've also got Science Fair. We've also got the acclaimed Dogman next week. Dogman? Dogman. It's got Buzzy reviews. from, I think, Locarno or Venice. Okay. We've got the rap battle movie versus next week
1: that sounds amazing yeah.
0: we've got an evening with Beverly Loughlin
1: <gasps> my favourite
0: I don't Beverly Loughlin Loughlin of the Arkansas Lins I don't know um, Obviously. and last but certainly by no means least it's the night he comes home again Halloween is next week Woohoo! Woohoo! I've seen it I can't wait to talk to you about it it's going to be awesome all those to come and more next week off screen in the meanwhile this has been a candy store production for movie marker i've been van connor
1: i've been kelly needham
0: and we shall
2: return just show me the way to get out of here and i'll be on my way you've been listening to off screen for more movie news reviews and more visit moviemarker.co.uk okay everybody that's a wrap
1: Podcast
2: extras
0: Podcast extras Miss Nita
2: Well,
0: oh, you guys asked me Why would they make A live action What was it
1: Lilo and Stitch Lilo and
0: Stitch I don't remember Lilo and Stitch I, Me
1: neither
0: did, I would have thought You was more like Sort of targeted at you than me Actually
1: it Probably is But no
0: uh, Now it's It's the blue Alien Is it Blue alien The Hawaiian yeah. girl Yeah Something like that I don't yeah. know I don't know if they're we're making it live action. I don't know if that's going to be for actual cinemas or if that's for this newfangled Disney Play service or whatever yeah. it is. Or you No, know, this one that Lady and the Tramp is going for.
1: Yeah, disappointed. Although that yeah. means that I just need a new subscription.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, at the rate we're dumping six quid a month. It uh, yeah, it's, what's one more? Eh? Yeah. Chuck them in. Apparently, this is the thing. There was a, there was a survey done uh, recently, actually, about streaming services, mm. and apparently, the maximum number that most average households will sort of psychologically go for yeah. is three. Three. So the average household will psychologically commit to three streaming subscriptions, but anything more than that, they see as excessive.
1: I see. Yeah. Well, that means I can get this Disney one thing because we, <laughs> we have Netflix and Prime. So there you go. I've well, I've, a gap.
0: I'll be honest with you. I own all the Disney films I would ever want to watch.
1: So you think?
0: Well, no, no, no. I mean, like as Disney released more Marvel movies and more Star Wars movies, I tend to get them on physical disc yeah. just in case, you know, the great internet apocalypse ever comes.
1: And do you have zombies?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't have zombies. That's a musical. Is go that musical? Out and watch It's a musical, isn't it? It's it's Disney Channel is so
1: bad. <laughs> it's not even like high school musical bad, where it's like bad but iconic. Like, it's just bad.
0: Oh, I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I mean, remember, I sat through that, that made-for-TV remake of Dirty Dancing with Abigail Breslin.
1: Oh, my God, I love that. Oh, my like, God, I so terrible. I hate so much, but I love it oh. so much at the same time. I torture my friends with clips off YouTube. Of the like, kind of iconic scenes that they've redone, and I make people sit through them. I love it.
0: Is this like me and that John Barrowman clip from Shark Attack Three? Yes. Yeah, it's
1: just like that. I'm Except it wired. goes on a lot longer. Uh, so,
0: okay, g- let me do. Let me do the last review of the week. Then. Go on then. Right. You
1: seem very excited by this. review I am very
0: excited about this, and I, I want to be as prepared as I can possibly be for I you. I see
1: you with a notebook. And so everything. I'm getting the
0: notebook out. It's coming out. Right, brace yourself. All right for the delight that is Make Me Up. Okay, right, Make Me Up is the new film by the conceptual artist uh, Rachel McLean.
2: Ugh.
0: yes. So, <laughs> right, I'm trying. I, I do you know what, I'd not actually thought about having to phrase the plot in actual human words. That's all right. On, just, until just let it free. Okay. Just release it. So from the, from the surface for us as an audience, a a woman, a young woman wakes up in a what looks like an Aqua video.
2: Okay. Right? Like an
0: Aqua like the Barbie girl music video. Like yeah. Lena should be in this video. Like Aqua should have done this. Okay. Um, it is evidently Inhabited only by sort of gorgeous young women who are all made to look various shades of neon and technicolour in a sort of a way that almost suggests a sort of a drag show kind of a style to it. Okay. Um, They, it turns out, are each named for a popular digital real world assistant. So there is a character called Siri. There is a character called Alexa. There is a character called Cortana. Uh One for everyone there're really just there's there is more than that yeah well there 's not one called Google, oh, okay. so you know anyway, uh, it turns out that these are all operating systems that have been granted human form and are being ruled over by this sort of i, I don 't want to say umpire, but like kind of a diva type okay who doesn't who does speak, but when he slash, slash he speaks. It's only with the voice of Kenneth Clark from the old BBC documentary series Civilization. What? And this is a prolonged ex- sci-fi exploration of the ideas of feminism and the value of women in society. Here's a clip. I'm so so sorry.
2: at those great works of Western Man, and remembering all that he's achieved in philosophy, poetry, science, lawmaking, it does seem hard to believe that European civilization can ever vanish. And yet, you know, it has happened once. In the last few years, we developed an uneasy feeling that this could happen again. And advanced thinkers have begun to question if civilization is worth preserving. What the hell
1: is this?
0: <laughs> Someone throw a pie! <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the movie, man. It's it's wow. Um, so I I spoke to a film critic friend of mine uh-huh. who, who I won't name for the purpose of this review,
2: and uh-huh. the,
0: the same one I always mention to be honest. Yeah. And uh, I was speaking to him. And I just we were we were talking about films for the way. And I said, did you did you see? Make me up. said, wow, yeah, that's really something. I went, it's like Aqua were hired to re-record a a video equivalent of the Voyager Space Probe. You know the the Voyager (laughs) Space Probe is that one that has the the gold uh, records on. Yeah. That has, like, samples of human music and the human genome. And we shot it out into space. Yeah. So if aliens ever found it. Here's
1: all you need.
0: Right. If you asked Aqua to do that with video, this is the movie that gets shot out into space. What is this madness? I cannot explain it. It is far, far too ponderous to even vaguely make a point. And you can see it desperately swinging, trying to make one. And it goes for everything in the book. It goes for every kind of conceivable point it can. It just simply flares too wildly for it to really land anywhere.
1: I just really don't understand. I'm completely
0: confused. I came away from it thinking, of course this was an art piece, because there's no conceivable way that you could... uh you could claim this as anything other than I mean, I came away from it calling it RuPaul's space race. <laughs> you know, I'm that was, offended. That was and I say that because I don't know about RuPaul's drag race. I've seen exactly one episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's it's not something I I, I, I really get on board with. But um the problem is at one point this film stops itself dead, mm. right? To then just drop itself into a fifteen minute long sustained straight to camera lecture on feminism from you know cutting between different characters literally a two camera lecture to you as the audience about feminism. on subject uh, on the subject of feminism okay this is the kind of thing you don't want to put in front of idiots you know those idiots that are like oh girl Ghostbusters and those guys <laughs> do not those in genius. any way put this in front of any of those people because I swear to god we will never hear the end of it
1: Mike, I'm, I'm trying to look this thing up on uh, IMDb, it's not, and I'm actually, really struggling. It's
0: not that easy to find.
1: It's really not.
0: I mean, it's one of those things. It is shot almost entirely in soft focus. I mean, to an extent that almost demands that it stars Sylvester Shepherd, but it, it's just entirely in this glazed over soft focus. It mm. never particularly, as a result, manages to give much perspective to its visuals. It always feels bleached out by its own softness. It's so you can't say it looks great you can't say it plays great because the film itself simply isn't very very interesting yeah. simply isn't very gripping. I'm sure it's trying to make interesting points but it gets lost so often that you don't care when it even vaguely gets near one not that it ever actually does to be fair um, I've
1: uh, I've just found, have you found something, something about it. We found it. something, yeah. And it says <laughs> okay. it's a darkly comic film taking a satirical look at the contradictory no. pressures faced by women today.
0: No, no. The only pressure anyone faces as regards this movie is the fact of actually having to sit through it. It is not good in any way, shape, or conceivable form. This is F with a cap. This is Art with a capital F. Sorry, <laughs> and no. <laughs> Yeah. No. No, just just no. Do not see this. Do not see this movie. I cannot implore you even vaguely as much as I should. It well, just, it looks like it's going no. on
1: tour. So, you know.
0: Well, let it go on tour and let it pass you by. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't worry. It doesn't seem to become Sheffield. So uh, let's give it a skip, shall we?
0: <laughs> so uh, we were talking earlier. You mentioned about that, uh, that, that we were dropping the uh, sexual assault scandal drama or something. And I've just come to realise that this is the Annapurna one, mm. right? That, that just the other day had a pretty significant piece of casting. Go on. Right, so the idea is Annapurna, who they're a pretty decent mid level distributor, a decent mid level production company. I guess so, from, yeah, some, some pretty decent levels, not immediately leap to mind, admittedly. But uh, they were doing this job. It was going to start John Lithgow yeah. as Roger Ailes, you know, ah. head of Fox News, not exactly the squeakiest of cleanest of men.
1: What are you trying to say?
0: I know. Imagine that Fox News. Imagine <laughs> that. Seriously, if you listen to Fox News and this show, just don't, just don't combine the two. Um, right. So the other day it was announced that um, Malcolm McDowell had been cast as Rupert Murdoch.
1: Oh, now that's yeah. Interesting. You'd watch the hell out of that, yeah. wouldn't you?
0: Wouldn't you? Like, I would. Hang on. The most evil man in the universe. He really is. Who's going to be played by by Malcolm McDowell?
1: Who's also the most evil? man. Well, I'm sure he's not in real life. But- no.
0: Did you know he was uh, once married to uh, Mary Steenburgen? I did not. I, I didn't. That's either.
1: strange. I don't,
0: do, you know what, do you know where they met? Where? They met on a late 70s sci-fi movie called Time After Time.
1: How right. lovely.
0: Which recently got remade... I keep dropping my phone off my leg, I pause it. Which recently got remade into a TV series. hmm Right? Uh, same exact concept, but done as a series. Right. The plot of the series, I swear to God I'm not making this up, is... H.G. Wells invents the time machine, like he does in his book. Right. His friend is Jack the Ripper. His friend steals the time machine, escapes to the future. H.G. Wells jumps forward to try and catch him, teams up with a modern-day woman. What? That's the the concept of Time After Time. Now, in the original 70s version, the 70s adaptation, I think it was a book before, Mm. right? Malcolm McDowell played H.G. Wells. Yeah. David Warner played Jack the Ooh. Ripper. Yeah, see, now you're interested. And Mary Steenburgen was, I think she was a bank worker in, in, in the present day. She was the, the modern girl.
1: Oh, oh you okay Because it
0: was the 70s when it they made it. was the 70s. Yeah. N- nowadays they make it now. I think she's like uh, the historian of the museum that mm. the, the time machine is in.
1: Ah. Yeah,
0: I think that's how they've changed it for now.
1: How have I never heard of this thing? Oh my
0: god, it's so crap. <laughs> like the series is crap. The movie's actually pretty good, although very racist now. Very, pretty very.
1: much everything right. from this, kind of pre-2015 no, is pretty racist. I didn't
0: know. I was watching the series, did not know it was a movie. Yeah. Did not know anything about it before. Matt Turner, uh, my friend, is the film critic for The, the, the Eye. Okay. You know, he, uh, he said, is that, is that based on the movie? I'm like, what movie? So I looked it up in front of him. Oh, my God, It's a movie. I'm watching that this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, of, of course, I got very drunk and then watched um, uh, time the time. But
1: you got drunk. I know.
0: Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that happened. And, it, and I was just astonished at how like profoundly racist, sexist, homophobic this movie was. It was insane. Well,
1: there are been... no Arabs
0: in the movie. They still go after Arabs. Yeah, of course they do. Of
1: course they do. We've been rewatching uh, How I Met Your Mother in my house. And that's incredibly... Transphobic and homophobic, and
0: actually, it is no, in a very yeah, strange way, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, so you know, <laughs> there is
1: that. pretty much everything.
0: Is. There we go. Uh, so here's a question for you: Did you like World War Z? Well, uh,
1: mm,
0: uh, if you have to think about it, probably not.
1: If I had to go with either a yes or no, I'll go with no. But I think it's probably more kind of a grey, like. Is, did you only, I... did you watch it
0: on release? Have you not watched yes. it since?
1: I watched. It was on recently on TV, mm. and so I caught a bit of it. But no, yeah. I've, I've only watched it in full once.
0: I think it is worth watching. I've watched it back once. Uh, sort of accidentally was on Sky Cinema or something. Mm. By the way, it's great to see Walter from Scorpion like trip up and shoot himself in the face. He's
1: not from Scorpion. He's from Casualty. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm not having this.
0: Okay, first of all, yes, he is from... I, I'll get back to the World I War know Z. he's
1: from Scorpion, by, but, no, no, hang on, but hang on. he was from Casualty. Uh, okay,
0: you sound like my goddamn mother. My mother <laughs> says that, oh, that's him from Casualty. It is. Every time she sees him, she's in love with the dude, but she doesn't <laughs> know he's... Anyway, So here's my thing, right? I, I will always credit him as being the guy from Scorpion. Not because he's particularly any good in Scorpion. That's
1: he's, a terrible he's,
2: series.
0: He's fine, I and mean, it is a terrible series, but a brilliantly terrible series mm. that is overtaken only by the reboot of MacGyver, I will have you know, which is a masterpiece. <laughs> right, so...
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I, yeah, I have something to pick you up on. Okay. We'll come back to pick it. We'll come back but,
0: to but, it. But, but here's my thing, right. Him being Walter O'Brien's Scorpion, Scorpion is a, is a series apparently based on a real dude. Is it? Yes. And I know this because for the first season of Scorpion, every episode begins with a black screen Mm. and the white text inspired by real events. Now, I'm going to ask John over there. John, whilst I'm telling her this, Wiki, Walter O'Brien, please do this. Honestly, it's, it's astonishing. It's hilarious. Yeah, for so, everyone's
1: info, uh, my lovely other half has joined us in the room.
0: <laughs> we should say that. Yeah, yeah. Colson is in the room. Sorry. Right, so. Colson and the cats. Colson and the cats. <laughs> so, um, the way this works, Walter O'Brien, according to the TV show, yeah. was a child prodigy. He has something like the fourth highest IQ ever recorded. Mm-hmm. Right. He is recruited at a young age to work for the U.S. government. Years later, he forms his own think tank, who are then contracted by the U.S. government and used as consultants on what are basically A-team-style problem-solving missions. Yeah. So, you know, kids stuck down a well, they have to work out to get him out, stuff like that. Mm. Right, but always, like, end-of-the-world stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Walter O'Brien, it turns out, the real Walter O'Brien, who claims that all of this happened... Yeah is spectacularly full of shit.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: spectacularly it turns out like there's no there's no record of any iq test for this man he has simply been running around the world telling everyone he has the fourth highest iq ever mentioned i'm sure john's reading this about now and finding out that uh yeah he's he's spectacularly full of shit this dude embellished <laughs> everything like anything oh, that
1: sounds pretty smart
0: but the funniest part the absolute most hilarious part is the dude who plays Walter O'Brien, who you know from Casualty.
1: Yeah.
0: Not a bad-looking dude, is he? Yeah,
1: he's, like, he's, not. he's,
0: a, he's a very nice-looking man, I would I'm say. I'm trying to
1: remember his name in Casualty. Elias
0: Gable is the name of the actor. Mm. Um, it's spelt funny... So I'm just going to uh, just going to find him on Google for you. He's in Game of Thrones, actually. Is he? He is very briefly in Game of Thrones. Oh,
1: pretty much everyone. So is.
0: I'm just going to show you a picture, just to refresh your memory. This yeah. is a picture of Elias Gable yeah. from Scorpion and Game of Thrones and Casualty.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And World War Z. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm just going to show you a picture, and I want you to remember that the real Walter O'Brien is a producer on Scorpion. That is Walter O'Brien Ooh. right there. <laughs> That man, that man was given.
1: Ate him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that man was told. Who do you want to play you in a series? Got shown some shots and picked Elias Gable, and they let him get away with that. You would though, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Doesn't mean you should be allowed to.
1: I mean, I'd pick like Kelly Brook to play me, but you
0: know, I'm not making a boob joke. I'm not. I'm yeah. not doing it. I'm not doing My it. My other
1: half's in the room. It's the year of Move me. So
0: the year of me, too. Anyway, <laughs> anyway can I so, pick
1: you up on the thing? Or go are you go still pick, going? Me up,
0: pick me up on the thing.
1: This is back to last week. You were having a nice discussion with Case and you were talking about Tate Donovan, and you had the audacity to say
0: that you go don't
1: on. remember Disney's Hercules. You no, I don't. I don't remember watch it at all. That movie I know I do. I know I do. Immediately. I,
0: I seriously do.
1: How dare you?
0: I do not disagree. Oh, sorry.
1: Hugely underrated. I've just realised
0: the reason we were talking about World War Z is because oh, yeah. David Finch is going to direct the sequel. Oh, well,
1: this there has we been can. rumored. That, was the, that yeah.
0: was the news. This has sorry. been rumored for years. Uh, Brad, Pitt, Brad Pitt and David Fincher have like a long-standing relationship because Seven. Yeah. You know Seven. Remember that little film? No,
1: nah, no. Nah, nah. Like Never
0: twenty-four ever. years ago. Are you? Are you finding more pictures of? Yeah, Walter O'Brien and Elias Gable. Yes, that, oh, that's the two. Yeah, practically the same. Yeah, I know. You're shaking your head in, in disgust. Yeah, I know. But let let's be honest. Let's just be honest for one second. You would, if you had the option, get Army Hammer to play you in the movie. I love
1: Army Hammer.
0: Like you would, John. You know. I know you're not mic'd up, so you can't say anything. But yeah, but you'd get Army Hammer if you could.
1: It's because he knows how much (laughs) I love him. So so, what's it going to be called then?
0: I I don't know. Wilder Z Two. Wilder Z (laughs) Two. There must be something. We can come up with. <laughs> George, Just how up, Seth Rogen, as he needs I to play with the. That would I think be I think John and I, John and I once said if we ever did, if, we, if I ever had a biopic or he had a biopic, obviously both of us have to appear in it, and like Seth Rogen play him and Jonah Hill would play me.
2: Jonah Hill.
0: <laughs> no. Are you joking? Well, I think the thing is that Colin Farrell will be older than Seth Rogen. <laughs> <that makes sense?
1: laughs> <laughs> I'd have thought you'd have gone with Robert Downey
0: Jr. But too hey old him. for me. <gasps>
1: Speaking of.
0: Oh, yes, yes. What's, what's our DJ done? There's a thing about his film, isn't there? The release date.
1: Yeah, so you know he's doing this Dr. Dolittle thing.
0: Dr. Dolittle's Fantastic Voyage, or the Fantastic Voyage of Dr. Dolittle? Something, or
1: something? like that, yeah. It's got Some, a huge Something caps. about a,
0: a voyage. Hmm.
1: Um, so it was meant to be released next year, April. Hmm. It's now got delayed to January 2020, I think.
0: That's concerning. I'll be honest with you. That is, that is enough of a leap that that's, that's a concerning. Big delay. And I'm not sure what the industry metrics are on it, what the thing is it's moved to... Because usually it's always, oh, we want to get it out of the way of this other film that's quite similar. I'm not sure what the metrics like that are in this case. I don't
1: know. There's there's quite a few films. I think Dumbo um, Mm. is meant to come out and Shazam...
0: Now, to be fair, Shazam is not really an issue, although putting Robert Downey Jr. against any superhero movie automatically invites comparisons. Um, but putting Dr. Doolittle against Dumbo, that one seems a bit silly. So yes, if that's the case, it makes sense. But then again, why move it nearly a year? Mm. Maybe it's CG. Maybe it's for CG reasons. Could be. Which is, if that's what they want to take, they want to take like nearly a year to make sure those visual effects are down because they kind of need to be. You know.
1: They're never going to be Eddie Murphy.
0: (laughs) Oh, speaking of, you know that movie that uh, MFKZ? We're in podcast extras now, so we can call it Motherfuckers.
1: There you go. That's its
0: name. MFKZ is called Motherfuckers. It's motherfuckaz. Yes. But the whole thing, by the way, looks like a fucking gorilla's video. Anyway.
1: Yeah, that, I kind of yeah. got that from the... Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, the, yeah, the, the director... Uh, not the director of that. Oh, my God. What is it? There's a director of something and he's... Oh, sorry. Smallfoot. The director of Smallfoot yeah, is the director of the Eddie Murphy movie, Imagine That, which never got a theatrical release in this country. Remember? Ah. Cinemas had the posters up for months and they yeah, never yeah, released yeah. it. Yeah, that one.
1: Was it? I don't. Do you know? I don't think I've ever seen that one. But whenever I think of it, I always get confused with that Adam Sandler film,
0: Bedtime Stories. Bedtime Stories.
1: Are they kind of similar?
0: I think they are kind of similar. It's like I think she wishes for something, and he or he conjures something or something like that. But the thing is, it's him and his like daughter. I think he's a divorced parent or something. Yeah. The daughter is the eldest daughter from Blackish. Oh. Yeah, you know the one who's now a goddamn director. Is she? Yeah, she's like 19 and a full fledged filmmaker.
1: I didn't know. Yeah, because. What was this, yeah. the spin off that she was in from Grown-ish. Grown-ish. that still going,
0: still going, as still far need as I know. Watch I've watched about five episodes. And uh, I've, I mean, it shows you how forgettable Superfly was that the lead actor in Superfly is apparently the love interest in Grownish. And I'm like, I have no memory of this dude. <laughs> Clearly, he is just forgettable. <laughs> you know, Sorry about it. I call it the Sam Worthington effect. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Batgirl, by the way? Uh, Batwoman, sorry.
1: I've seen the picture of Batwoman. Yeah. yeah. Sounds... I mean, it's just. I don't know why you'd release that. It doesn't really show you anything. Well, I don't know. it
0: doesn't need to, does it? It's a bat symbol. It's a woman. It's a bat symbol. Batwoman. It's, a, woman? <laughs> it's, it's a, bat a bat symbol. It's a woman. Batwoman. Batwoman. <laughs> you know? Is that, is that going to
1: be a TV show, though, or is that going to be an actual film? Yeah, yeah
0: it's going to be a TV show. Is it it's part of this show. kind of there is a film. arrow and. Yeah, it's part all of that. the Flaroverse, as Calvin used to call it. The Flaroverse. Flaro, because back when it was just Flash and Arrow, he used to call it the Flaroverse. Flaroverse. Nowadays, it is just called, actually officially called the Arrowverse. Oh, is it? But yeah, yeah, because Arrow is the first show. And also, that starts up this next week, and how badass does that look?
1: Oh, is he in prison now? Right.
0: Funny story behind that, you know the reason he's in prison?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, is because the, that is a movie script that DC had as an actual Green Arrow movie, ready to go right. for years. And then they decided to do the DC and it got cast by the wayside. Yeah. In the meanwhile, they had this apparently brilliant script mm-hmm. sat on a shelf. Someone on the Arrow staff then evidently dug it out and just went. Hell, this is this make a pretty good season.
1: Why have we not done this?
0: Yeah, it was called the movie was going to be called Supermax, by mm. the way. Last time anyone heard about it, Charlie Hunnam was being considered.
1: Oh uh, Charlie
0: no. Hunnam is always considered as a blonde superhero. Is that's, he not that's over
1: role. yet? He's, I can't deal with him.
0: You've not thought about the
1: future, honestly. I can't. <laughs> now, talking about Tom Hardy's accent in that Venom clip, like Charlie Hunnam, what is that accent? Mm. It's like Yeah. Geordie English yeah. American I
0: watched. I watched about twenty minutes of King Arthur Legend of the Sword on Sky Cinema the other day. No, I'm sorry. And yeah, thank you. Not accepted. But <laughs> <laughs> not accepted. That was twenty really painful ass minutes. I'm not gonna lie. Oh uh,
1: speaking of accents, yeah. what is Jason Statham's accent meant to be in the Meg?
0: Jason Statham.
1: But it's it's like a bit Americany,
0: That's just but then also
1: Cockney, it's
0: and just, I was
1: like, is he meant to be American? But he just can't do it.
0: Well, obviously, I, I I appreciate that everyone who listens to this show generally is attuned to a certain spot in the ongoing tidal current of film conversation. But uh-huh. there is a certain. Agreement of nerddom and opinion that comes with the associated listenership of this programme. So, obviously, I just sort of assume the same of you, which would be fair, because you are, you know, part of that listenership as well. I just thought it was agreed silently between all of us at this point that Liam Neeson, Jason Statham, and Clive Owen, Pierce Brosnan, Charlie Hunnam, Sam Worthington, (laughs) Gerard Butler. That They don't have accents. They just do whatever comes
1: out. They just have
0: their own voice.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, if Gerard Butler wants to play an Australian...
1: He will be Scottish about it.
0: Speaking as a (laughs) Scotsman... We're just going to accept it because he's on that list of people we just don't judge for acts. It's like if Sean they change Bean.
1: their accents halfway through, yeah. it, let then them. let that's, them that's,
0: be. That's, that's them flexing their muscles. That's what that is. That's them performance muscles being flexed. Have you ever seen Troy? Have you seen that moment in which Brad Pitt walks up the steps and Sean Bean says, Oh, Achilles. <laughs> right? That is a moment... To just for the ages, right there, <laughs> the idea—the idea that they were Yorkshire people, okay—right at that point, what what exactly. All right, Achilles? What when you get to All Right, Achilles? And you know, within a year, you're chasing Nichols Cage through a museum and shouting, He's got the bloody map. It, then we've just we've reached peak accent. That is oh, the I just end can't of it. Deal with it. Russell Crowe need not storm out of interviews. That's all I'm saying. Why he feels the need. I don't know. That was wrong of him. He should have owned that. He should have owned his crap accents.
1: There are some people though that just shouldn't bother, like Idris Elba. Don't do an American accent. <laughs> American you can't do it. Terrible, isn't I it? rewatched The Losers recently, and I never even <gasps> realised that oh, he yeah. was in it. Like that's oh, how long so it's bad. been. And I was like, he cannot do that accent.
0: You know who does a really good American accent?
1: Americans?
0: And no, 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 no. And it's British actors. Like who? I'm flipping it round. And I didn't see this coming. Mm. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he does, like, Mission Impossible, fair. I yeah. didn't even question it. That dude's American. Yeah. yeah. And also a complete badass. Like yeah, he is. You do watch Mission Impossible. Was it uh, uh, Fallout? Fallout. Yeah. You watch Fallout and you sit and think, hang on a minute. You had three attempts to do Superman with this guy and they all sucked?
1: I have, How does that work? I have <laughs> to say, though, I still don't understand why he needed the mustache.
0: Yeah, we know yeah, the issues no. it
1: caused. Doesn't make
0: sense. No, I always no. assumed.
1: All right, we'll find no. when Mission Impossible comes out, oh. we'll understand why he needed no. that mustache. No,
0: I tell you something. Like that was nothing more than that. That was a pissing contest. Yeah, that that was fuck you in your Justice League. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> OK, with we only
1: cost you millions yeah. no, that for was, the hell of it. That
0: was, we only, we've only got three franchises and we have to leave five years between installments. Fuck you, Justice League. He's keeping the stash. That's what that was,
2: <laughs> because apparently
0: they worked out. They actually sat and worked out with accountants yeah. that it would be quicker and cheaper to actually shave him and add the moustache. And it would look better. They worked that out. Well, that's they,
1: not going to look they, much worse than that. Exactly. They've done
0: image tests and everything. And then to make matters... And, and the only reason it happened is just because Paramount... And I don't, I don't particularly... I'm not the best of friends with Paramount. Mm-hmm. But I, I support them endlessly for this. Because if I had the chance to be a complete dick to the DCEU... Pre them hiring James Gunn. Because that's something even Marvel won't if do. If it happens... No, they've hired him. He's writing it. Oh, he like, is. Yeah, he's writing it. That's definitely he's writing. God, he's oh, writing, I thought it was God, still it. like he's writing Suicide Squad too. Sorry, Suicide Squad. He's writing Suicide, suicide, suicide
1: Squad. Squad. He is
0: writing Suicide Squad. Whether he directs it is another thing. But he probably Oh,
1: will. I see. So yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's the direct it that's the question mark. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 He's writing it. It's whether he directs ah. to a side squad. See,
1: I, in my head, I was still thinking, eh, they're never going to pull this off. He's never going to do it. But, mm, but
0: okay. that's the thing. So you got to remember, as far as franchises go, which is basically all that keeps any of these studios afloat, because mm. every movie can bomb, right? you got to remember, Paramount only has, like, three. You know? they've They've got Star Trek. Yeah. They've got The Transformers.
1: Oh, you count in
2: that? No,
0: no, no, they've got that, and they've got Mission Impossible. Those are the three franchises, and you've got to bear in mind Transformers. Yeah, you can fire out a new one every two years. To be fair, <laughs> no one will notice if there's a bit of a whiff around it. Okay, but
1: are they still building that theme park? The Paramount I, Theme Park near London because not, I, not I have many no attractions.
0: Idea. Are I'm pretty sure I won't be allowed in. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> armed guards at the gate. Keep your right eye open for the motherfucker. We're gonna get him. Um, you know, guys with tranq guns and a picture of me on a smartphone, Jurassic World style.
2: I'll let you know, you know
0: how it is. But uh, yeah, but that's the thing. So you know, Mission Impossible every five years. Yeah. Okay, this is the thing. So, when they wheel out a new Mission Impossible... Bear in mind, the last... They, they have whittled that down a bit. I think it's about every three now for Mission Impossible.
1: Because it it's
0: 18... We're it 18 it for Ghost, this one. Was
1: Ghost Protocol the one before? No,
0: this? no, it was Rogue Nation before. That was ah. 2015. Okay. And before that was 2012. I think before that was, 20, it was 2006. Okay, 2000, so they are they're, yeah. they're
1: skimming off the years.
0: They, they're shortening the year, the gap,
1: mm. but... They've got to because Tom Cruise is getting on a bit.
0: I don't Let's know. I mean, the dude's got what, like 65 now. Xenu, I'm At just saying, least. Xenu replenishes, man. <laughs> Xenu replenishes. You suck enough stem cells down? Xenu replenishes. There you go. But uh, I don't know. I have any idea how Scientology works. I, maybe maybe they suck like uh, Did you, you know, never stem see the Louis down. Theroux? I did. Which one? The one where he actually the Scientology did... movie. No, no, hang on. Do you mean the one where he actually did a Scientology documentary? Or do you mean the Scientology movie? The Scientology which is not movie. the Scientology documentary. That's just fucking with Scientology. I
1: know, but wasn't it fun?
0: It was very fun. <laughs> 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 but, very yeah. very pleased. but yeah so that was the whole thing with the with the Justice League it was it was like a pissing match it was one of those nice. you're going to have a Justice League movie every six months we get one every three years fuck you you know it's, it's that one
1: I have to say I desperately don't want to see Aquaman or Flash with Ezra Miller oh my god or, did like, you see ugh.
0: did you see the five minute long Aquaman trailer that no
1: released? of course I didn't they
0: released and this is because New York Comic Con was last weekend yeah a bunch of TV shows and movies got these massive five-minute trailers.
1: I mean, trailers are long enough. Yeah, they don't need to be five. Minutes. I
0: mean, nowadays, if you want to see a five-minute trailer, you just go and see Venom and wait until after the credits.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking at looking at John. We need to go see Venom. No, you don't. No, you've sold the no, terribleness.
0: No, 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 no! Please don't think I've sold the terribleness. It is not enjoyable. Terrible. I
1: know. I know, but it's you and I enjoy enjoy curiosity. No, but you know this is not
0: big ass spider.
1: Morbid curiosity. No,
0: this is not big ass spider. I
1: love self torture. You know this
0: on your own head be it. Yeah, on your pretty little head be it, my (laughs) darling. Thank you. Um, I will not in any way endorse, said Ben. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you bring this torment upon anyway, yourself. Anyway, back
1: to Aquaman.
0: five-minute. Five-minute long trailer. Shows you so much you didn't know. I had somehow managed to get through the entirety of all this prep for Aquaman. Somehow, and I know I knew it at some point, but I forgot. Mm. Nicole Kidman is his mum. Eh? I the forgot. Shit? Nicole Kidman is Aquaman's mum.
1: How does that work? Is she meant to be like supernaturally young because dot, 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 Atlanteans or whatever they something,
0: are? Something like that. But Is that just, right? Atlanteans? Tr- oh, they, go, they also go full-blown mummy. With this movie as in well, what like way? they go to the desert and solve puzzles in the cave. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and all to find a magic trident because even though he had a trident in Justice League, that one just wasn't the magic trident. He needed to trade his trident in for the magic trident so that he could do the magic tridenting.
1: Yeah, duh.
0: Because of all that, I honestly tridenting. in
1: Justice League, pretty much every line that Jason Moir had made me want to rip my own skin off.
0: Oh, God. Just he's cringe. So, he's so goddamn terrible, that movie, the isn't he?
1: absolute cringe. Aqua, girl. bro. Oh, God, it was horrible.
0: Yeah, it really respects a secret identity, isn't yeah, it? You're, you're crazy, Bruce Wayne. Crazy. Sorry about you, 50 people. Sorry. Crazy, Bruce Wayne.
1: That was a really good impression. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I was, that was literally just me doing a kegger boy, like a frat boy kind of thing. Um, Rambo. We got to talk like Rambo.
1: Oh, you know me.
0: Right, Rambo 5's happening.
1: Rambo 5. Rambo
0: number 5. Rambo number (laughs) 5. A little bit of terrorist in (laughs) 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 there. We will will compose lyrics. Um, Actually, I thought that during that film, Make Me Up. Because uh-huh. they, they have to add generic... There aren't that many digital assistants, as you mm. pointed out. They have to make up names for all the other girls. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes like the names from Rambo Number 5. There's <laughs> really? an Erica <laughs> and a Rita. And a, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Rambo 5 is happening. And it has been happening. They've wanted to do Rambo 5. Well, Stallone doesn't want to do Rambo 5. Since the last Rambo one, which four. Was, was, was Rambo. Uh. Well, that one was just called Rambo. Uh. Sometimes it's called... Uh, actually, tell a lie. When Isn't it,
1: it Blood of Rambo?
0: No, no, hang on. So it's, So blood? it's First Blood. Right. right, It goes first blood, Rambo, first blood part two,
1: mm-hmm. Rambo three, right,
0: John Rambo, then retitled simply Rambo on DVD and Blu Ray,
1: John Rambo, yes.
0: But, right, there's worse, there's worse. In Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger played John Matrix. Anyway, okay, <laughs> never never forget, never forget. That man can lift the log, but never forget his name is John Rambo. Um, so, John Rambo. So, First Blood, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, John Rambo slash eventually Rambo. Yeah. Now, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Last Blood. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it's actually it's actually kind of clever. In, in one sense, because you got to remember, like, you know, we've got a Halloween sequel coming out. Uh, what should we call it? Oh fucking Halloween. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's do yeah. that. Oh, we've got a new Star Trek reboot coming out. What oh, should we call it? Oh do fucking Star Trek? Yeah. Star Trek! This, this habit, you know, yeah. this thing, this, yeah. this thing of, oh, we're going to reboot Predator. What should we go? Predator? This thing. Yeah. Like, if we get a Superman reboot, they're going to call it Goddamn Superman. Of course. Right, we will get a Blade reboot, call, re- call Blade. Don't you dare. No, they, oh, I'm sorry. Like Tyrese needs a superhero movie.
1: Don't be Blade is sat there
0: waiting to be taken, man.
1: Don't be disgraceful. How dare you. How dare how- you, sir.
0: <laughs> okay, first of all, I love, I love it when anyone says, how dare you, sir, because it always reminds me of that movie Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> the Jack Ryan movie. The Jack Ryan movie in which he challenges the president. The president says, don't you come in here and bark at me like a junkyard dog? I am the president of the United States. And he says... How dare you, sir? <laughs> oh, terrible moment, but I love it. <laughs> it's it's lantern-jawed fun. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Rambo Five is going to be called Last Blood. Paz Vega is going to play the female lead in it. Um, now you might remember, you might not remember Paz Vega. Because um, she was a one to watch for about twenty minutes mm. in about two thousand four, two thousand five. Mm. You might remember this coincidentally as the exact point that she starred in a certain Adam Sandler movie called Spanglish. Uh, exactly. Nobody likes Spanglish. Not nobody. Not know how. I
1: feel like I need a button that, that if I press it, it just has a no, toilet
0: flushing. We have one of those. I'll oh. put it. I'll put it in for you. Put
1: it in. I'll
0: put it here. Right. We are now. There we are. Thank you for that. There we are. Okay, so, yeah, that's Paz Vega. She started in Spanglish about 13 years ago. She's the female lead in Last Blood, it turns out.
1: Very good for her.
0: So, I don't know if that'll... And
1: how old is Stallone? A
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> who knows
1: because that, she I'm going to guess that she's like what like early 30s at the most maybe R-
0: no 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 I'm, she sure, she, I'm sure she's got the early 40s but anyway it doesn't she matter because good. the weird thing is I, as far as, as I know I think Stallone was age. always older than Schwarzenegger and Schwarzenegger's is pushing 70
1: I feel like Sylvester is now morphing into his mother have you ever seen Jackie
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally Ugh. I always feel bad. I've 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 always wanted to meet Stallone. I've never met Stallone. You
1: met Schwarzenegger. I met
0: Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and and it was a it was a a lifetime defining moment. Oh, was this it?
1: when Keith Lemon was? That it? was when
0: fucking Keith <laughs> Lemon walked in. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> Don't remember. I would me that.
1: love to see. There's obviously that must be stored somewhere. That's stored somewhere. They filmed it. They really, really wanted to see They filmed
0: it for a thing. And because, like, Schwarzenegger clearly had no goddamn idea who Keith Lemon was because he's Schwarzenegger. He um, doesn't
1: need to, damn it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm Van Conner and I don't need to know who Keith Lemon is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you
1: know. Wait, you're Van Conner?
0: I'm Van Connor, and that's why yeah. I drink anyway uh, <laughs> have you seen this amazing statue they've made by the way they've made a 10 inch they, they're, they're making these like you can buy these they're on retail uh-huh. they've made a 10 inch uh, like a bust of Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park laid out on the slab with his shirt open no way I'm going to show you a picture of this is I this s- like
1: a miniature version didn't they have it this like is, on the London? No, South you could buy
0: this it is 10 inches long oh
1: my god there is it's an it's Ian horrible. Malcolm
0: it's horrible I must own it yes, there you, you go must it, must is, own it is it is tremendous and who doesn't want like, I can live
1: vicariously through you you get that and, and you know just send me pictures <laughs> okay. of it occasionally this is a
0: bit more TV than movie okay. right? you know they're making a Captain Picard series
1: I heard this right. this
0: is like Patrick Stewart's coming back yeah. Picard's going to be a thing again yeah yeah right Here's the thing: like we got that news, and we all assumed, oh well, you know, eight episodes on, you know, whether is it ABC Go or whatever the yeah. CBS Go or whatever it is that Discovery's on. Uh-huh. You know that thing no one actually pays for, yeah, yeah, because it only you only have to be in you. If you're in the US, that's the only way to watch it, which yeah. basically means in the US everybody is torrenting Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, of course. Not in the UK, because we all pay for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> so we already get it. But uh, yeah, if, if we had to forego, if, we'll if we had to like subscribe to CBS Girl, which kind of apparently only gets its numbers via repeats of NCIS.
1: Yeah, but you know, yeah. people already have the three. No. They can't get that yeah. one. That, that would true, take them true. into four.
0: Anyway, so, um, this thing, the Picard series, apparently, mm. it's not an eight-part event series. Mm. It's an, ongoing series oh like this shit's going on for years Patrick Stewart who is in his 80s and looks still like he is 39 which no, I
1: swear does not
0: have you seen the beginning of Star Trek This Generation recently I have he
1: has some hair around the sides
0: no in the first episode, he had hair <laughs> around the sides. And that's only because they couldn't decide on his hair. There is actual footage on the DVD of a, of a point when they tried him with a hairpiece.
1: No way. Yeah. They,
0: there's. You, look, Google it. Seriously, Google Google Captain Picard hairpiece. I must. I swear to God, there is a photo. It's not hard to find. There is a photo of Captain Picard with a hairpiece. They tried it because they didn't think a bald man could lead a series <laughs> in 1987. It's brown as well. I'm so pleased right. by it. They didn't, they didn't give him his own colour hair, even. They just gave him this awful brown hairpiece. <laughs> and it sweeps to the side. There you go. There you go. He
1: looks like the Hitler Youth, but
0: Ka- old. Kind of like that, yeah. He does have that kind of vibe about it. Yeah, That's the one. That's the oh, one, John. There you <laughs> go. See, you'll learn stuff every day. Also, if I you ever...
1: love it.
0: Also, if you ever want a good laugh, um, just look up. Uh, there is a, the, the very first ever episode of Star Trek: Narration. There is a scene in, mm-hmm. very early on in which uh, Riker is summoned to the, to the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Wesley Crusher and his mum.
1: Wil Wheaton. Oh, Wil Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Wil
0: Wheaton and Gates McFadgen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wil Wheaton. We can't wait He talks to them and he beams up to the ship and he says goodbye to Wesley. Mm. And it's the creepiest thing. Just watch Jonathan Frakes' face.
1: Okay. It is.
0: I sweat like It's on Netflix. You can look this up right now.
1: I tell you what, we'll do it as
2: soon as we, we, we're finished. As soon as we're
0: done. It is the creepiest thing you've ever seen. I
2: look Just forward to it.
0: Will Riker saying goodbye to Wesley Crusher in the very first episode of Snash. It's a
2: creepy
1: man. It either, is direct.
0: Do you, do you know, the man has a spinal injury that means whenever he has to get into a chair, he has to straddle it. Oh, really? He takes his left leg and he swings it over the chair. Like, literally swings it over the back of the chair.
1: That's kind of like when I was getting into this chair to uh,
0: start recording As <laughs> long as so we to move the mixer really close to you. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got. So you've said no female James Bond. Go figure. Yeah. Who, who kind of knew who about cares? that? Well, yeah, to be honest. Who cares? I'm kind of, I'm kind of in on that. Over it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, this is the thing. Do you know uh, this whole Disney thing about, uh, you know, live actioning? Or their classics. I do. Well, obviously, one that comes up every time the conversation is ever uttered. hmm Well, well what's, the, what's the first animated Disney film you've not really thought, you've not seen anything of as a live-action film that you'd go to in your mind?
1: Oh, man, I've been
0: put on the spot here. Because I know your age. So I know the, the sort of stuff you will have watched as a kid. You want a live-action adaptation of a Disney fairy tale. Bear in mind the ones we've had. What do you want next?
1: I want Little Mermaid. There we
0: are. There it is. <laughs> okay. So, you know how Star is Born's out? Yeah. And it's a bit of a big deal? Yeah. Disney want Lady Gaga to be Ursula.
1: No.
0: Guess better. This is after they've decided they want Zendaya to be Ariel. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess she could. She could. Can she sing? Yeah, she can sing. Yeah. She was in Grace Showman, right?
0: Uh, yeah, she was in Great Showman. I have no idea what he's showing on this film. Though. I don't um, know. Oh, Splash! He showed me—is that Splash? It's yeah, Splash. Splash. Sorry, which is also being remade now, as Sploosh, I believe, with Channing Tatum. You are um, joking! Wait, we've had this conversation. We have not. Right, okay. Splash is being remade. Why do I keep having to talk with? I talked about this what after is we saw happening? after we saw Overboard. I was shit talking. Uh, Remix. Uh-huh. I was particularly shit talking, gender flipped remakes of properties nobody gave a shit about. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're going to have Splash next him. What? I'm like, oh, you know, Charlie Tatum's going to be the merman in Splash. What? And the girl. Yes. I genuinely. And the female lead is Gillian Bell.
1: G- no, I hate Gillian Bell.
0: Yep, there we are. I'm so glad we have John here providing visuals for us. He He's, is. he's so you. good. You he is say. so good.
1: I hate William so, Bell.
0: Channing Tate Yum is going to be the star of Sploosh. Um Is it
1: really called Sploosh? <laughs> no, it's called Smash. Oh, because I was like, <laughs> right. that is a porn name. Okay, first, first of all, no,
0: no, no. I know we've had this conversation we before. We have not. We have because you named it Sploosh.
1: Oh, uh, did I? Yes. Oh, I'm funny. Because
0: you're the only person besides myself in the real world that actually uses the term sploosh. Oh,
1: I'm funny, aren't I? I was probably You are hilarious.
0: <laughs> but you know, half of all good comedy is memory. Mm. So <laughs> yes, I was Zendaya. I find
1: myself so funny. Yeah, okay. I was with Zendaya. Lady
0: Gaga, there you I go. I can
1: go with Zendaya. I'm I'm cool with that. Like, but Lady
0: Gaga's Ursula. But
1: Lady Gaga's Ursula, absolutely not. I I know that you don't watch Drag Race, but Ginger Minj needs to be Ursula. Okay, I'm telling you right now.
0: First of all, I actually my pick for Ursula, mm. and only because, and, and I'm aware by the way that or is Rebel a,
1: Wilson, I'll pick
0: it. Now Rebel Wilson kind of did it though.
1: I know, but she did it she pretty did, well. She did
0: it. She did it on stage. Uh, my thought, and it's only because I've... I, And it's not because also she happens to be a plus-size woman, is um, because I've always wanted to see her just go completely off-hinge. Mm-hmm. Retta from Parks and Recreation and Good Girls.
1: Oh. I, I could
0: think see that. she'd be a phenomenal Ursula.
1: I could see that.
0: And I hadn't considered it until I sat to watch uh, Good Girls recently on Netflix... Which by the way is amazing, and Christina Hendricks and Mae Whitman, so good nice. Yeah, oh, and 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 Matthew Lillard. That's that's not buried the lead. <laughs> Ugh. Matthew no. Matthew Lillard, baby. Is and he
1: still a thing?
0: He's not aged well.
1: Oh no. Shaggy
0: did not age well. Oh no. But uh because these days, babies, you
2: gotta have a sequel. But <laughs> wait there's more.
0: <laughs> Do you know the weird part? Um I think it's because I made to watch at home obviously I'm made to watch Scream so often mm-hmm. that to the point that it's one of those films that I, I think is an absolute masterpiece but I'm sick of the goddamn sight of it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds the lambs. Anyway, um Masterpieces. Never need to see them again. Yeah. Or Jaws. I'll make an exception for Jurassic Park. Why won't she watch ET anyway? Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like that bit and scream. Now I'm so desensitised to it that in my head I have started to merge it with the same equivalent scene from Scary Movie. From Scary Movie, yeah. <laughs> which is the <laughs> which is the bit where so every time I try and imagine Skeet Ulrich explaining the plot, yeah. I imagine Skeet Ulrich trying to explain that Matthew Lillard took him on a shopping trip to San Francisco and made <laughs> love to him. <laughs>
1: It would make for a better film, <laughs> a better, better scream.
0: It would. Remember when we all thought Ski or Rick was going to be the next Joey Depp?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. I'm glad that didn't happen.
0: Nice days. Nice uh, days. What's this? For <laughs> 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 I
2: love,
0: I, I love a good Matthew Lillard meme. Matthew Lillard meme. Sorry. Uh, let's see what we got here. Okay, so let's finish up some bits of news. Oh, that Barbie movie. Uh huh. Remember the one that was going to start Amy Schumer. Yeah. Right, and then, then it was, she
1: was too fat.
0: Yeah, but then, then it stars uh, uh, what do you call it? Anne Hathaway.
1: Oh, right? really? Then, then it
0: stars Anne Hathaway. Well, not anymore. No. Oh. No, no. Who is now her? it stars Margot Robbie.
1: Ugh.
0: Right. So if you're not familiar with the no plot, no
1: offence against Margot Robbie, but that's too obvious. Wait
0: for it, because it gets better. Oh, God. The idea of the Barbie movie apparently was. Barbie is not Barbie as we know her. Barbie is a plus size average woman.
1: Uh-huh. Right? Hence Amy Schumer.
0: Hence Amy Schumer.
1: And I use crosses... ten plus size very yeah. loosely.
0: I, oh, I know. I hate that shit. Anyway, um, who crosses into our world from Barbie world, where everyone is pitch and discovers that she can be herself and can be accepted. So you can understand how Anne Hathaway being cast was a bit of an issue anyway. Mm-hmm. Now it's Margot Robbie. I'm assuming we're dumping the entire plot.
1: Well, we have to. That's Mm -hmm. ridiculous.
0: Because how the hell are you making that work with Margot Robbie? doesn't... In a million years.
1: Unless, of course, got it, they're going to put a pair of glasses on her.
0: (laughs) Have you ever heard that joke about uh, Clark Kent comes home from a day at work, takes his glasses off, puts them on the dining table, (laughs) and Lois Lane says, is that our kitchen table? (laughs) Yeah, see, see Stoneface. Stoneface from Colson over there. doesn't get that one. Oh, Janelle Monet has joined Lady and the Tramp. I don't know if you're aware of this. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet of Hidden Figures. Janelle Monáe, Goddess no. Janelle Monáe. A.K.A. BFF of Tessa Thompson. Janelle Monet. i I'm sorry. No, no, really. They're, they're like a big thing. They're, but who's
1: she going to be in Lady who, and the Tramp?
0: Who knows? I don't even know who Tessa Thompson's going to be. Is she Lady? Is she the Tramp? I don't know. Could be gender flipped. I don't know. They're going to gender flip it. Who knows? Lady will be a man. Uh, apparently, Venom got 10 million in Thursday previews because there is no God. Uh,
1: oh, I know what I was going to ask you about Venom. I didn't want to do it on the actual show for okay. dot, dot, dot. Spoiler
0: reasons. Okay, spoilers. Anyway, go on.
1: Do they refer to why he looks like Spider-Man?
0: Nope. Okay. Guess better. Wait yeah. for it. Okay, so the book it's based on is called Venom Lethal Protector. The uh-huh. plot of that book is... Venom's been a fucking pain in the ass in New York for years, for Spider-Man. Spider-Man says, look, you've got to leave the city. If you're going to calm down, fine, because he's starting to calm down. He's like, yeah. If you're going to calm down, that's fine. You can't do it here. Right. Okay. Go somewhere else, set up, you know, start fresh, be a good guy. Yeah. Okay. So Venom, you know, Eddie Brock you know, gets on a plane goes to San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. There he, you know, he's... Basically, the plot of Venom happens. But the idea is, I think, he falls... One of his ex-victims... His victim's family members, whatever, tracks him down. Sets him up. And it looks like he's gone mental again. A Spider-Man has to travel to San Francisco and fight Uh, him. okay. But but in reality, he's the good guy. Right, right. Right. Problem is... Can't you... Spider-Man. No, no Spiderman. Yeah, can't mention Spider-Man.
1: No Pete Spider-Man.
0: So, no Pete Spider-Man. So, of course, what they do is they just have... Oh, he's, he's a vlogger. He's a YouTube vlogger in San Francisco. Ugh. Right. Which, if this is meant to be in the MCU, by the way, is where fucking Ant-Man lives.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. We know this because we literally saw Giant-Man in the San Francisco Bay. Yes, yeah. And the so, building
1: appearing and disappearing. Exactly.
0: You, you remember that whole thing? No one that noticed, whole thing. No one knows that. But, you know, this is...
1: Nobody in, else knows. This is
0: in association with Marvel. You know, in that way of, like, from one of the five producers of American Marvel. Well, <laughs> it called, yeah. like,
1: MCU adjacent.
0: <laughs> oh, no. There is a term for it. I think Calvin came with it. It's the Sony universe with Spider-Man characters. Mm. Anyway. Um, right. So, he's just there. He's in San Francisco. Yeah. Right, we get a mention early on when he's in a relationship with uh, Michelle Williams, who's clearly, clearly...
1: What? Michelle Williams is in it?
0: Yes, Michelle Williams is in the movie, and he's clearly aware, clearly aware of the fact that she is too good to be in this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. She says to him, like, oh, you know, you got chased out of New York, etc., you know. And the implication is that he was he was being a journalistic pain in the ass, and they ran him out of New York. Right. The plot of Venom then dictates that he has to then be discredited as a journalist, his life has to be ruined, he has to lose his home, his job, his girlfriend, everything. Yeah. So this shit happened to him twice because they couldn't include Spider-Man.
1: Ooh, dear.
0: That is literally what happened. Mm. Uh, can I also just introduce uh, one of my favourite lines from Venom? Please. Oh, he had one of those up his ass too. Sounds good. I see. It's almost as good as, I'm sorry about Venom. Which is actually a of dialogue.
1: Is it seriously?
0: Yeah, from Michelle Williams. I'm
1: at, sorry at about one, Venom. At one
0: point in this movie, Michelle Williams says the words with complete sincerity, I am sorry about Venom. And I've never believed an actress more in my life.
1: How about Kobe Smulders? When <clears throat> the moon was... Was it positively <laughs> transcendent? The moon is positively transcendent.
2: Oh, my God, how I've forgotten that.
0: I am jaded. I am jaded if I have somehow forgotten that. Wow. You're welcome. Um Okay, apparently Chris, Chris Evans, we, we never got to this, Chris Evans okay. apparently he's done. He's out. He's not Cap anymore. Apparently that's it. What? No more Captain America. No more Chris Evans, man. He's done. Apparently, I'm
1: pretty sure. I I just, I just completely blanked out when you were just talking because
0: yeah, it sounded like I rocked your world. Yeah. So Chris Evans has finished on Avengers Four. He has thanked Marvel and Disney and everyone for a great career. But I, he's done. What? He's he's not so subtly. We we let him
1: have the beard. I thought that was the deal.
0: Well, yeah, you got your beard, and that was your, that was your scratchy bit of rough to enjoy for the end. And Are the other two
1: Chris's staying there? Tell me that, please.
0: Well, Hemsworth wants to.
2: Okay.
1: okay.
0: And okay. Pratt has no backbone, so I imagine he'll stick around no matter who directs the next yeah. one. So, no, no, he really doesn't, because let's be honest, that guy could destroy Twitter in five minutes if he wanted to. But uh, mm-hmm. mind you, having said, I'm not holding I'm not holding him down to some kind of standard. Like, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is any better. Yeah, like Robert Downey Jr. has more Twitter followers than the Earth. Could have immediately gotten James Gunn rehired, didn't? Mm. So I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. I think that's kind of a dick move. But yeah, that's I'm shocked. Um, so apparently they're doing another Hansel and Gretel movie.
1: Did anybody ask for that? Was the last one the uh, Jeremy Renner one? <laughs> yeah,
0: Jeremy Renner. Jeremy <laughs> um, one. Jeremy yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ronson Did you hear that thing? The whole thing was meant to be like, I think it was, one of them was going to be diabetic because of the events of their childhood. Eh? Yeah, that was going to be a thing. By the way, here's who's leading the new version. It's the young girl who from It. It's the oh, young girl yeah. from It. Oh, she's, she's gonna be, Yeah, yeah. The one who looks just Amy Adams or Jessica Chastain, who they cast Jessica Chastain to play yeah. in the sequel. Should have
1: been Amy Adams, let's be fair.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest, I would have gone more with Amy Adams. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's see who else we got. I think we might be near the end. Okay, right. Mega Man. Yes. Right, live-action movie of Mega Man coming. Yes. Yeah. Capcom are doing this with Fox. Okay. You know? Oh, hang on. I did, I did have this out with Case last week. Okay. That's right. So, you can ca-
1: have it out with ca- me. Capcom, the... I keep dropping can you down stop, phone. please?
0: It's this phone case. It's very slippy. <laughs> uh, so, um, Mega Man is owned by Capcom. The video game the company, games, who yeah. I think did they do Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two, I think some other iconic video know. game label, anyway. And um, so,
1: looking at me like I'm a games person, I know, I, I know.
0: know. But they are making this movie with 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. which weirdly kind of makes Mega Man now a Disney character. Oh yeah, yeah, which kind of gives Disney a weird in with Nintendo. Whose own Mario movie is being made by Universal?
1: I was going to say because isn't uh, in like Universal Japan? I'm sure there's a Nintendo hmm. bit play area. I don't you know, like sure. Islands of Adventure, but it's like Nintendo bit.
0: I'm not sure. To be honest with you, I kind of want to take like three months off and go to Japan. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I've been debating it.
1: Do it, but yeah, go. yeah. me no. and can look after this podcast for you. It'd be fascinating. Have you seen that movie? No, have you? No, you
0: seen MFKZ? <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> motherfuckers. Have you
0: seen it? It's called motherfuckers in other countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. See, that should have. Moved.
1: I'm like, he's been the <laughs> strong silent type this evening.
0: So, uh, do you want? Do you want to close out on the line?
1: Here it is. Your moment of cage.
2: <laughs>